Hello there, and welcome to episode 32 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me is your other host, my son, Colin. Hello. Wow, so enthusiastic. <laughs> I stopped. He's been, um, he's been sleeping for two months, which is why we haven't been recording. He just woke <laughs> up. He's kind of tired. <laughs> why don't you actually tell him why? <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, we're back. Yeah. It's been almost two months. Uh, yeah, there's man, been just geez. a lot of stuff. Colin has had a very, very heavy duty quarter at school. Yes. He has built a synthesizer. One, <laughs> building a synthesizer. Among other things. That was just one class. He built yeah. a synthesizer. And on the home front, we were basically in COVID mm. oh, yeah, holding right. pattern for three weeks yeah i had to isolate no no everyone's fine by the way yeah um but we had a direct exposure my daughter did so um and some very weird test results yeah (laughs) so i ended up isolating for 12 days and when i say isolating i mean in my bedroom for 12 days when she says isolating she means living her normal life because that's what she does anyway (laughs) all right just kidding, I'm it, kidding. It, it honestly was a little difficult for the first three days, and after that, <laughs> it was kind of scary how fine I was. Oh, you know what's crazy? Being alone for that I long. I just realized. You know what's crazy? What? Have we podcasted since your BTS fandom? Yes. We did. Yeah, but we don't. We, it doesn't. That doesn't I think seep it came, into this. Are we keeping this outside of that? Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. what's the point of talking about BTS on here? And okay. other than to say. They are the best thing in the world. Uh. <laughs> but other than that, um, dude, there's so much that's happened. Honestly, I can't. I have no excuse really for. I have two or three of the new Star Wars books, and I, like I said, locked in my room for twelve mm-hmm. days. Uh. Didn't touch one of them. Dang, bro. So um, we have nothing to report on the front of. Uh, the high republic like i still don't know anything i haven't is that even any out? of it oh my god it's so out <laughs> oh, there's man. multiple books at this point man i haven't watched star wars and like i mean i haven't had time to watch anything well that was the thing but... when i was in my room for 12 days i didn't want to touch anything that was familiar because you're stuck in a room for those four walls for that long it's like i need something i need a novel I need novel stimulation of some sort, so... Yeah, see, that's the time where you really wish you were, like, an artist. Because I feel like that feeling of, like, the... the, I... Again, this is going to sound bad, but, like, if I was in your position, I probably would have written the best piece Oh, my God. (laughs) You know? And I did nothing. Yeah, see? You know what I did? Here's what I did. I watched four seasons of The Great British Bake Off, (laughs) or The Great British Baking Show, whatever it's called. (laughs) Which was dumb because then I wanted to bake and I couldn't leave the room. Oh, rip. I know. Rip. So I was like, none of us could leave the house because we were all exposed potentially. So we were, you know, we were ordering. I was at school. I was in the city. Oh, yeah. He was, he luckily. Got out of there. Like two days before she. Yes. Two days before she got exposed, you went back to school. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we had to order groceries via online, so I was ordering, like, shortbread <laughs> cookies, cupcakes, like, all this stuff. I, I probably gained 
who knows how much weight during those 12 days when <laughs> I'm in the same room with the treadmill. I could have <laughs> I could have been on that treadmill oh, man. for hours a day. And what did I do? No excuse. Get watch the British baking show, ate cookies that I ordered online. <laughs> um, I've never watched so much YouTube in my life. Oh, <gasps> you're watching YouTube. Oh, my God. So much. That's crazy, actually. So much you YouTube. You never watch YouTube. Well, because it was it was it was BTS YouTube. I know, but still, that's um, craziness. Oh, and I watched an, a really interesting K drama, actually. What is called that? Sweet Home? Oh, oh K drama, yeah. It's on Netflix. If anybody wants to watch that and talk to me about it, because I don't have <laughs> anyone to talk to about Why it. Why would you tell me about it? I did tell you about it. You're, I don't have any time to watch it. I'm the movie buddy. It's a series. Oh, so oh. you have to commit to like. Eight or Can't nine episodes. <laughs> Can't do that. That exactly. So I didn't even bother. Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting. A lot of what we're going to talk about today, actually, dark side, light side, monster oh. self. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Um. Don't give it away. You're getting too close. What do you mean? I'm going to have to say what it's we're talking be, it's about. It's going to drop. It's oh, important. I just want to actually say this right up front. Oh. We're going to be spoiling. The ever-living hell. Are we saying it now? I want it up front. Are we saying part. it now? Yes. Oh, my God. But okay. we're still talking about We're still warming up. I don't want to say it. This I know. is something we've talked about for okay, so fine, long. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll, okay, fine. I'll say it in a little bit. It's exciting. Yeah. He's know? making me. Okay, fine. We'll wait. You got you to gotta think like you're the audience. The audience doesn't want to hear it yet. Okay, fine. You got to get into their heads, yo. Okay. Bruv. Sorry. All right. Well, just a quick up, <laughs> just a quick update. Like we'll be spoiling some things. We're not really doing current events because, like I said, I haven't read a single thing of the High Republic yet. Um, well, and the only thing that's really happened besides that is about Bad Batch starts May Fourth. Oh. oh, which we're very excited about. I wasn't even going to say that. Uh, oh. What's her name? Ah, we don't need to talk about her. But I mean, that, the current event. I don't bye. Know. That's a current event. She's bye know? bye, and we're not and I've seeing, sad. I've been seeing some things. We don't need to talk about it, but I've, I've been seeing I some really things. I really don't want to talk about it. I want on, like, it's, out of it's, here. It's out of, like, like, sometimes it's weird to see how, like, Star Wars-related topics will seep into <laughs> Normal other people's, people's lives. <laughs> and this conversation has been something that I have seen. That's true. It's that interesting is true. how it, it's... It has of, reached the mainstream at this point. Yeah. Excuse me. That's I all I wanted to say. on my tea. Squeak. Okay. Squeak. All right. Well, I really don't have anything else to talk about except oh. for... What we're here to talk about. <laughs> what ex- is it, Colin? Okay, 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 okay. Um. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. Let's all remember that he's <laughs> the one that wouldn't let me get rolling when he's mad that this is a four-hour-long episode. Okay. This is not going to be four hours. <laughs> yeah, it's straight up. Not going to be. No, it's not. But um, I'm going to have to think. Is there anything like Star Wars related that's important to talk about? Really? Nothing? Other than what we just hit on, like I said, I have nothing. I can't talk about High Republic yet. Uh, I guess not. I guess not. There haven't been any major announcements other than Bad Batch starts on May 4th, finally. Right. Um, And The Departure, in oh. quotes, in all cap, The Departure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Firing. Yes, yes. Which we're not sad about. And um, I can't think of anything else. Oh, one thing. Um. My roommate Justin, mm-hmm. his his mom started listening to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> so she'll get here at some point. Hi, so Justin's hello, mom. This is Tombs. It's um, probably five years in the future. 
Yeah. It's probably 2025 and you don't even know Justin anymore, but that's fine. She's only on episode three, so. <laughs> exactly. She's so she's got us. about 27 hours to go, <laughs> at least 30, 40. Why are our episodes so long, dude? Because you won't <laughs> let me talk about what we're here Bruh, to talk about. It's the biggest deal in this podcast. So this is something that we've been talking about for like literal months, literal half a year, I would say. At since least. our last series. At since least. our last series. Oh, since before that. This is a big deal, and you're not getting hyped enough. Okay. I'm about to get hyped, everybody. Get hyped! Hyped, yo! We're here to start our <laughs> second... I think it's a... I mean, I wouldn't call, like, our recapping of shows a series, necessarily. It's just... We're recapping a show when it's on. That's not a series. Oh. This is a series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Throne Rooms was a series. Yes. Yes. Let's go. This is... Oh! We are boarding the plane. Oh. Here we are, walking down the aisle. <laughs> Here we are. Click! Putting on our seatbelts. Putting on our face masks in this in this day and age. Oh, yeah. Boarding flight. Oceanic flight 815. Whoa! We actually, let's just say we already, we just flew to the island where we just oh, crashed. We're here. Yeah, we already crashed. <laughs> oh, okay. dang. Because now. We're already traumatized. Let's go. <laughs> we did it. Oh, spoiler, this spoiler, is... spoiler. I will. That was a this spoiler. This is. <laughs> that was a spoiler. Part one oh. of our comparison series between Star Wars and Lost. Hiking through the jungle. Here we go. <laughs> We're starting the journey. For the sure. Yeah. It's really hot. It's hot. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> We've actually been to that jungle. We have been to that jungle. Yeah. Um, okay. How do you even tackle this? What I want to say <laughs> right now. Oh, yeah. Get off this island. Because if you've never seen Lost and you won't, I, I beg of you not to let Please. us spoil you. Please. <laughs> Dude. Don't I'm letting it. you go. Yep. Please go. Do yes. not. We are going to. I can't be responsible for watching every word that comes out of my mouth. We're going to be kind of all over the place with with topics and stuff. So I'm interested. Yeah. We are really going to spoil Lost. I like seen real it. hard. I haven't seen it. You've seen it. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. this is your last chance, Brandon Boylan. He hasn't seen Lost? He hasn't seen Lost. I know. Space bro! What are you doing? The eye roll that Colin just gave you, Brandon. <laughs> now he's like got his hand buried in his head buried in his hands. You're missing he's very, out, bro. Very upset with you. You're missing out, bro. What's that? And and Mary uh uh Mary Claire Gould? Oh, Marie Claire I Marie Claire Gould Actually, on Devs? I gotta assume she's seen Lost. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about just like how she hasn't seen Devs. Oh. This is equivalent to you my know disappointment. What? She's been very busy covering WandaVision and like oh. covering it like She into it? Oh my god, so good. Her and her husband did a whole thing. Oh. It's so good. That's cool. But anyway, I just want I again, this is it. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. I think we got the you point will, across. <laughs> you are going to... I literally have notes here from the season finale of the show Whoa. that we're going to address. So <laughs> get off this freaking island right now if you don't want to know major spoilers. For sure. Minor, major, all kinds. It's all pretty spoilery. You Just go watch Lost. Guess what? Guess yeah, what, guys? Pause it right now. <laughs> Guess what? If you happen to live in Europe, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Eastern Europe, Hong Kong, Japan, South Korea, or South America, you're lucky because Disney Plus star now has Lost. Like right now? Yes. Whoa. Or actually some of these. I think it's coming a little bit later. But we have to do Hulu and I'm too cheap to pay for I premium like Hulu. Hulu. Huh? I like Hulu. I can't deal with the commercials, man. I don't mind the commercials. I'm trying to jump between episodes, dude. And I can't because it keeps giving me commercials. Yeah, it's such... annoying. I mean, you have the DVDs. But that, again, I can't. I don't. When I'm doing this stuff, I can't just be like, take out the DVD, put in the other one. I got to look for it. I got to look for the scene. It's like a... <laughs> you're so lazy i think i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to pay for premium hulu during this series because i cannot yeah that'll be annoying i cannot yeah okay so just to catch you up we are going to talk about star wars trust me it is happening but let me if you're unfamiliar what i guess introduce the show but then explain like what we are actually going to do i am that is exactly (laughs) what i'm about to do okay lost was a tv series on abc it premiered on September 22nd, 2004. Whoa. And the finale aired May 23rd, 2010. So there are six seasons. 11 years. 11 years? What? It's 2021. Oh. <laughs> I think they were saying the Never mind. <laughs> Just totally off. Like the numbers yeah, totally no. wrong. It's only six seasons. Um, <clears throat> and it was life-changing from pinnacle my life it was pinnacle television pinnacle drama pinnacle everything basically with tv definitely my two largest fandoms of my entire life star wars and lost without fit there's no question no question Mm. i not bsg no i flew to hawaii twice for lost (laughs) that's true true. specifically that's true dog i haven't seen you cry harder I think since watching the season finale, the series finale. I've flown to Hawaii twice. I've flown to LA twice for concerts. Right. Um, Concerts were fire. Unfortunately, this is the one of my largest life regrets. Dang. I missed all the Comic Con panels because by by one year, you weren't into Comic Con yet. We hadn't gone yet. Our first year was summer of 2010, and it was Dang. over already. I know. Brutal. Big, huge regret. <laughs> huge. I can't even tell you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but basically what we're going to do is we are going to compare lots of things between Lost and Star Wars. Today's episode specifically, we're going to be talking about the theme of binaryness. Light and dark, otherness. Ah, we're getting into that. Yes, we're getting into that. All right, let's go. Because it is a, obviously a huge theme in Star Wars, obviously. And it's pretty much, I'd say if I had to pick, if I had to pick a major theme. It's the theme, I would say. 
Well, it's either that or redemption. One of both. the two. But both of those are the two major themes of Star Wars, so Yeah. Whatever. It's they're I've been saying for years, Lost is Star Wars. It's a, it's Lost Star Wars. Is Star Wars, but there's more. That's it's, my opinion. It's got a different skew. Darker. Obviously, it's got a different skew, and obviously it's a TV show instead of films. You know, mostly... I shouldn't say it's just films. Obviously, there's TV shows. But... Yeah. <clears throat> whoa, whoa, I'm being attacked by my wire. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know they heard that. <laughs> uh, yes, I know they heard that. Okay, right. um, but, to, but we're concentrating today. It's such a huge theme that I feel like we needed one whole episode just for that. And then... We're going to do maybe other themes, multiple themes per episode, because I'm not really sure there's another one as big and important as this one that's going to take up a whole episode. I don't know. As usual, we're flying by the seat of our pants with this. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, like there's binary and then there's redemption and then there's like birth and then there's death and then there's like, those those are two things I think we should also discuss. That's a binary. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this... Because what I thought we were going to do, until you told me we were doing this binary thing today, I thought we were going to do, like, bottom-up processing, where we were going to start with, like, case studies of, like, one character, but now that we're doing it kind of the opposite direction, what are you thinking? Like, we're going to do characters? We're doing it in like... the opposite direction because so many of the characters' comparisons will involve okay. the binary. For sure, so we refer back. Yeah, that's uh, why I finally decided, okay. you know, that just makes more sense to do it that way. Okay. But we're going to do other fun things like I would love to just have like I'm going to throw a Star Wars character at you and you're going to argue for who you think oh. the lost character. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could do the that. The closest lost character to that Star Wars character would be. I can do that. That'll be fun. For sure. Um, okay. So let's just a little bit more about Lost because there are connections behind the scenes, obviously, besides thematically character story all that mm-hmm. there are behind the scenes connections as well between lost and star wars probably the one that most people are familiar with mr jj abrams yeah dude um mr jj he <laughs> but but here's where like people th- tend to think he was much more involved than he actually was season one like the f- development yeah. of the series he was involved with season heavily. one he directed the pilot brilliantly it's got to be one of the best pilot episodes of television ever made. Oh, for sure, dog. It's got to be. I showed one of my friends Lost at school, and they, like, I I don't know. Sometimes when, when, like, I watch TV with my friends who are not really into, like, film and cinematography, like, the actual logistics of the filmmaking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just in it for the story, kind of. Oftentimes when I show when I show my friends a pilot of a show, they're never grasped, and I have to get them to continue watching. Really? Oh, dude, yeah. Lost, though? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Oh. I introduced Lost to one of my friends at school, and they, like, two minutes in, I mean, you know what I mean, like, yeah. it's like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy how it's expertly, it is an expert pilot, man. It's it's That should be the basis. It's like, practically flawless. I no, that's what I'm say. saying. Like, any person who wants to start a television series should study that how that episode mm-hmm. is done because that is the epitome of catching your attention agree and interest agree um so the lore is they abc was they were at like a retreat or something all these executives 
And I can't remember the name of the guy, but he had this idea, excuse me, of a show about uh, plain, like, like, what's that Tom Hanks movie with the castaway? Like cast, like a a plane crash stranded on an island type of series. And somehow they got J.J. Abrams involved and he was like, (laughs) you know what? I have some ideas about that because we all know he always has ideas. Yeah, dude. He's a, he's an idea guy. And then Actually, someone yeah, crazy connection to star Wars. And then <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That's like the most obvious one. He made every, he cast helped cast all those new people that are now Evangeline Lily. Yeah, dude found her, plucked her out of absolute obscurity. She That's had done crazy, bro. She had done like one commercial in her life as an actress. Who was that? When she got this job. Kate. Wow. That's crazy, dog. And now she's the Wasp. Oh. Do you think it's because of Lost? Well, I mean, she wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Lost. Dog, that's crazy, yo. Okay, so ABC had a relationship with Damon Lindelof, who was very... He had done, like... What's that show on CBS? Um, Why am I drawing a blank? Don Johnson's in it. I can't think of the name of it. See, I told you my brain was not going to function if I didn't make notes. Um, Everybody probably knows what I'm talking about. Who is Don Johnson? He's an actor. Um, But he had done this series. So vague. (laughs) And he had done this series with Carlton Cuse, who we'll talk about in a minute. So ABC knew of him and really liked him and was like, hey, got this opportunity. We like you. Why don't you come over and we'll have a chat about it? So he goes to ABC wearing a Bantha Tracks t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> walks in to a room with some people. One of those people happens to be J.J. Abrams. J.J. Oh. <laughs> Abrams is like, sweet shirt. And Damon Lindelof's like, I know. And then they, they hit it off. You serious? I'm dead serious. Bruh. Bantha Tracks t-shirt. <laughs> That's crazy, Brought man. them together. <laughs> what the heck? They really hit it off. Like, That's insane. Big time hit it off. So... Is this fake? No. This is a true story. Wow. Um, so they started developing the outline for the pilot of the show. Right. Turned it in and... To ABC? Turned it into ABC. And I guess JJ had been prank calling him a little bit. Who? Damon. Okay. So one morning, okay. like the president of ABC programming calls Damon Lindelof and is like, hi, I'm the president. I forget his name, but I, I, I'm i the pre." And Damon Lindelof is like, yeah, oh. <laughs> sure <No>. you are. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh. You're the president. And the guy's like, well, um, we love the outline and we would we really want to move forward on this. And finally it dawns on him. Like, this is not fake. This is Bruh. real. This is so, the boy who cried wolf right there. <laughs> they basically ordered a whole, the whole, the whole, I don't know if it was the pilot or the whole, um, first season based on just an outline that they had done. That wasn't even fleshed out. That's nuts, man. So That's eventually, because Damon knew Carlton cues from that CBS show that he worked on, um, <clears throat> excuse me. He came in a little bit later. It was like they were already into season one. He came in as as Who is an ex- that? 
Carlton Hughes was the other showrunner eventually. So oh. he came in as a producer kind of a little bit later. Okay. Um, and then after that, Damon and Carlton became the, the duo. Producer. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. The binary, if you will. <laughs> showrunners. And honestly, J.J. Abrams, he's just like Please. he just start, he just started pulling away pretty quickly after because they those... made it their own. Yeah. So whenever people are like, oh, the last finale, of course, J.J. Abrams screwed that up. I'm like, first of no, all, bruh. let me just make one thing clear here: in this house, we love the lost finale. True. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Dude. I don't want to hear any naysaying. How do you not like that finale, dog? <laughs> how do you not like the finale dog? the one thing i will say is if you, you have did, no heart if you did not like it in 2010 mm. you need to revisit the entire series true true i will continue to say that that show is ahead of its time by wait, four years wait at least four years at least it should have been on a, it should have been on hbo or netflix or something like that it should have been, been on netflix dude that would have been ah, it would have been so much more streamlined yeah, and dude. economical but yes anyway um J.J. had literally nothing to do with the finale. Yeah. By that point, he was completely hands-off. Um, Damon and Carlton were superstars by then. Like, they were very famous. And J.J. was, like, producer and name only, basically. Yeah. From season two onward. He got the bad robot thing at the end. and It's <laughs> basically Well, it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He he was producer, but that's it. Um. So, you know, when they had to, like, buy another 747, he probably stepped in and was made some calls. <laughs> we need another 747, please. Buy a 747? I mean, they needed a seven. They needed a couple of 747s to... That's crazy. <laughs> because there were plane, multiple planes, you know. Spoilers. Multiple episodes. I already gave spoiler warning. I'm not, I'm not messing with spoiler warnings anymore. This saying, is it. We're I'm going. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We're, we're in the jungle now. All right. We got the lore, though. We got to move on. Here. Okay. So... Basically, JJ's in this. I'm, su- <laughs> I'm super, super senile because we're talking about Star Wars connections here. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I flew to L.A. The first time I flew to L.A. for a Lost concert was 2010. Hype. It was a few weeks before the finale episode aired. Whoa. That must be crazy. They, they had an event called Lost Live, The Final Celebration. And it was a live orchestra playing a lot of the music from the show. Michael Giacchino was there. Like, the whole cast was there. This was, like, a huge deal. That's nuts, okay? bro. It was a huge deal, which is probably why I totally forgot the fact that at that, Damon Lindelof read to us a letter that he re- they received from George Lucas. <laughs> George, what you doing, man? George Lucas. George watches Lost. That's <laughs> George watched Lost. Hi, yes. bro. And he was probably like, "Why aren't they paying me royalties?" This is literally the honestly, same thing. <laughs> bro. I'd be like, "You stealing my sample, dog? That's my." So beat. let me just read you the letter that George Lucas wrote. I'm gonna call them Darlton because that's what I'm used to calling them. Damon and Carlton, Darlton from now on. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations on pulling off an amazing show. Don't tell anyone, but when Star Wars first came out, I didn't know where it was going either. This is funny. The trick is to pretend you've planned the whole thing out in advance. Throw in some father issues and references to other stories. Let's call them homages. And you've got a series. In six seasons, (laughs) you've managed to span both time and space. 
and I don't think I'm alone in saying that I never saw what was around the corner. Now that it's all coming to an end, it's impressive to see how much was planned out in advance and how neatly you've wrapped up everything. You've created something really special. I'm sad to see that I'm sad that the series is ending, but I look forward to seeing what the two of you are going to do next. Dang. That's like the nicest thing he's ever said. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> To executives? That's the nicest thing I ever heard him say. I don't know how big of a Star Wars friend Carlton Cuse was. I mean, I, he's our, kind of my same age, so he probably was a fan. Dog. But Damon Lindelof is a fan. Oh, yeah, dude. For sure. And so are a lot of the writers that came on to the show because we end up with titles of episodes called Some Like It Hoth. <laughs> yeah. Dude, literally name dropping Chewbacca. <laughs> Han and Chewie. Yoda, <laughs> Chewbacca. Oh, yeah, Yoda. There's many, many, many <laughs> Star Wars references in Lost, even just like little Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. But we are here to talk about a major component of the show and a major component of Star Wars, and that is the binary. Uh-huh. Light and dark. Um, There are just... There are pairings of characters. There are visuals of black and white visuals. all over this show mm -hmm. everywhere all the time and the first lighting the, the clothing there's just a, there's uh, just a there's there's a major theme of otherness like us versus them mm. which very much calls to mind obviously light and dark which really aren't i don't like to say light is versus dark in star wars because you yeah, know. no, 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 we don't do that here. We don't do that And here. I honestly <laughs> don't believe that they did it either in Lost. I think it was a much subtler type of thing, but um, I think they were more there. getting at the yin-yang rather than the opposing. Like, they, like, they, like they're balanced. They're well, balanced. they were. They they were. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they they do strive towards balance, and by the end, by the, by season six. Oh, yeah. That's what it's That's about. what season six is about. Yeah, I mean, you got a question, though. Like, they probably didn't start with that idea. They were probably just trying to get your attention, <laughs> you know? They definitely started with that idea because it's in the pilot episode. I guess so. Which I'm going to read, actually. There is a scene, and this is literally episode one, season one of Lost. Right. My personal favorite character, mm -hmm. John Locke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, he's named... John Locke John for a reason. Space <laughs> Locke, bro. <laughs> they they like a they like a um philosopher reference in yeah, Lost they a do. whole lot. Another similarity to Star Wars, they like philosophy. Yeah, yeah. He is sitting on the beach. This is this is the second hour of the pilot, so we it's probably about two thirds of the way through the pilot mm -hmm. when they literally tell you what this show is about. Yep. Which is like cool. John Locke, played by Terry O'Quinn, is Ooh. sitting on the beach and he has found a backgammon set. And there's a little boy um, that was also on the plane that crashes on the island and his name is Walt. And Locke and Walt end up forming a very kind of a close friendship mm -hmm. at some point. Um, but this was more or less their first time having a conversation, I think. Uh, Walt is walking along the beach and, you know, he's a kid. So he sees this old guy with <laughs> a game and obviously they're on an island. So, yeah. 
somebody's got a board game it's like please can i just do something (laughs) please so he walks up to mr Locke and it starts asking him questions like oh is that checkers and he's like "Mm, it's a better game than checkers and uh, he starts explaining to him how backgammon is the oldest game in the world and sets were found in mesopotamia and that's older than jesus christ and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's this little mini soliloquy about Yep. Backgammon, basically. Yep. And he literally says, Backgammon's the oldest game in the world. Two players, two sides, one is light, one is dark. Walt, do you want to know a secret? Bars. Straight up bars. Straight up the whole show. <laughs> Actually, the whole show. And Star Wars at once. And just <laughs> tackled. About Got four lines. Not even complete sentences. Just, like, two players. <laughs> and, of course, Terry O'Quinn, being one of the... King. King. Honestly, one of the best actors. Bruh. One of my favorites. Across the board, man. His facials and stuff. Just yeah. kills it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so many people were like, that's right. a throwaway scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? know? I know. That, a, lot of st- a lot of the scenes, dude, in Lost... You could just say, see, as throwaway scenes or throwaway lines and like stuff like well, that, they, but they, they always bring it back. <clears throat> oh my God, my voice, you guys. I'm so sorry. They thought it was all about the Walt, do you want to know a secret line? Right, right. Because John Locke has a secret. Yes. A big one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> about what happened to him after the plane crashed on the island. Um, but, and that is part, obviously, that is part of what's going on, but. The whole show is explained in that one. He holds up the pieces. He holds up the white piece. He holds up the black piece. And particularly him saying And he's in the middle. True. Of his two hands. (laughs) Because eventually John Locke becomes... The dark one. Not great things happen to poor John Locke. Yeah, man. But anyway, it just immediately calls to mind Star Wars. Obviously, it's the force, the light side, the dark side, the balm of the luminous, which we <laughs> constantly talk about, I feel like. When we genuflect before the podcast. We call upon <laughs> the three, light, dark, and balance, true. One is no greater than the others. Together, they unite, restore, center, and renew. We walk into the light, acknowledge the dark, and find the balance in ourselves, for the force is strong. You could literally take the word force out and put the island <laughs> yeah. instead yeah I and know, this would be we're talking about lost the balm of the lost the balm, the balm of the island <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so like i said there's just tons of white and dark light and dark visual references the dharma symbol is black and white we should probably mention how like the whole show starts with the eye the what the eye opening Right, right on the. What first, does that have to do with? I don't know. Just, just saying. The binary. It's important. Yeah, but the that's eye, the eye opens and then the very end. What? What do you mean? What? I don't understand. Th- How does that have to do with dark and light? I mean, it's not dark and light per se, but it's like binary. Like there's like a half and a half. Oh, life and death. And they reflect each other. Life and death is a actual huge binary in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at me with those confused uh, well, eyes. Well, I was confused. You weren't descri- You weren't explaining what you meant. Sorry, I thought you would pick it up. <laughs> um, there is a theme song, mm-hmm. like, 
a beautiful, like mm. one of the most famous ones written by the great Michael Giacchino. Uh, That's another reason you need, if you ain't watching the show, at least just watch for the music alone. It's stunningly beautiful. True that. Um, and he wrote a piece called, I believe it's called Life and Death. It's called Life and Death, yeah. We have the autograph score of the, of the first page yes, upstairs. That's true, oh, we do. I wall. forgot about that. Um, so that is, yeah, basically, really, honestly, a giant spoiler. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> the show starts with a certain person opening his eye and ends with that same person closing his eye. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, let's go. But let's, I just want to talk about literal black and white. Actual black and white. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Actual light and dark, pe- like, things. There's a, there's a, um, I actually just recently started rewatching Lost all the way from the beginning. I'm in season two. I just got to season two now. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment in the first, if we're talking about references right now, mm-hmm. there's a moment in <clears throat> season one when Boone is still around. And he's kind of following around John Locke right when they find the hatch, because those two were the ones who like found the hatch. Uh-huh. You know? And and he and he Boone has like a dream, and in the dream it's like one of those like nightmare dreams that the island plays on you, like mm-hmm. scary. You see things. Um, he sees John Locke with a black and white eye. Oh yeah, I forgot about and that. That's really cool. I totally forgot about that. Yep. So I if it wasn't that. already obvious enough, what's going to happen to John Creepy. Locke? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I love that, though. And jumping ahead about six seasons, um, <laughs> we find out that, and this was this was planned from the beginning. This was not something they just came up with on the fly. That there are two people entities people yeah, characters people. that yeah. um represent the light and the dark on the island yep one of them is literally blonde wearing a white tunic the yep. other one is dark hair black <laughs> tunic honestly it's pretty childish how obvious they it is. just were like in case you dumb dumbs don't get <laughs> well, it that's what I'm saying. this show dog <laughs> 2009 nobody had that mind for television. People had that mind People for film. People did too, honey. Dude, this was post Twin Peaks. People had that mind for television, oh, that's but true. it. Trust me, but, I but, was but into like ABC this ABC drama, dude. It doesn't matter. You don't even understand the hype. The online hype alone. I just think it's funny during this show. I understand. Unsurpassed. We gotta stay focused, though. Unsurpassed. <laughs> we're to we're this getting day. off topic. We gotta, we gotta stay focused. Binaries. Let's go. <clears throat> so yeah. So. Jacob, being the light, man in black we never get a character name for. I still find that very fascinating. It's cool, man. Um, He's just called the man in black, or Jacob refers to him as my brother a couple of times. Right. But he, no character name Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's made very obvious. And we meet the man in black. We don't know it's him. But we meet him as a quote-unquote monster. Yep. Made of black smoke. Yep. Probably, do we see that at the end of season one? I think we do. The smoke monster? Yeah, I think we see it at the end of season one, briefly. Because uh, I, I remember there being, like, literal you seizures see the you see online. The yeah, it was what insane. Mean seizures? People were just freaking out. It was like... Like, what is that? Freaking out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, but besides there being, and like I said, the Dharma symbol, and they... 
They find white and black rocks sometimes. There's a couple. There is a biracial couple. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Rose yeah, and Bernard. It's true, it's true, it's true. I don't know if they cast it, like, specifically they wanted a biracial mm. couple, but the dude is white and the lady's black. And That's they are, true. like, the best. That's true. My favorite. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Um, What else? Just off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, Sun and the Moon. No, it's not white black, <laughs> I guess. I mean, well, we can talk about, okay, so maybe um, maybe we can just, like, also just talk about the otherness being such a big theme in that all of these people, when they get to the island, are strangers. Yeah. They obviously get to know each other very well. Yes. <laughs> but there are, there are, t- there are times when it's like, these two people are on opposite sides of some sort of continuum. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like Jack Shepard, who is probably, you want to say the main protagonist? Sure. We'll, we'll say that for now. Sure. Um, and John Locke end up being <clears throat> very much at odds for two whole seasons at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that Jack is a man of science and John Locke is a man of faith. Right. Right. And they, they, they get at each they other. They literally say that. <laughs> they literally say that they yeah. go at each other very early on in season one. Jack is like, we're going to have a John Locke problem. Like he literally says that. He does say that. He does say that. And I can confirm that. I just heard that. <laughs> we're going to have a John Locke problem. Yeah. Just because, for no other reason, really, for the other hatch, secrecy, uh, yeah, other than the fact that he's doing things that Jack is just like can't explain. I mean, that's literally it. Can't explain. Yeah, he's... Jack is a doctor. He's very like everything has to make sense. Everything has to fall into place and Dude, that's be why the rigid. Of this show is so good. Whereas dog. John Locke is like, I'm a Jedi man. <laughs> yeah. I believe in this place. I believe in the power of this place. True, actually. He really is a Jedi. You're a fool <laughs> if you don't believe in it. Like, yeah. what are you even doing? Yeah. If you're just looking at this and you're seeing it in front of him, he's literally seeing the magic that's happening on this island and turning his head away and saying, no, I'm not, I don't accept that. True. That's very Han Solo. A little bit. Very. Very. Yeah. It's kind of Han Solo-ish. Mm-hmm. Even though, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that episode. I guess he understands it. At some point, but well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jack. Um, like <laughs> and then that's he dies. Literally, the whole point of the show oh, is no, to get Jack right. to come around. That's cool. Um, that's cool. But there are, you know, it's the you can say like they're binaries, but when you look at them at first, well, that's not even true. Actually, what I'm about that that stupid Jack and Sawyer literally hate each other yeah for many seasons <laughs> yeah <laughs> they can't stand each other for sure probably for good reason Sawyer's such an asshole for a while <laughs> yes <clears throat> but jack is kind of we were we were talking earlier jack is kind of he plays both light and dark depending on oh, yeah. who he's paired with he does some pretty bad stuff in the show man i feel like early on he's the dark and john is the light and then, uh, but with Sawyer, you think Sawyer is the dark, and then Jack becomes the light against right. him. 
but so then Ben Linus shows I mean, up, and it's like, oh, oh, he's the dark. He's the darkest dark <laughs> he's ever. He's the dark. No, I was gonna say, I think like, well, the whole candidates thing. Right. I was gonna. They're bring, competing. I mean, they are competing. I was gonna bring the up the candidates as as basically it's it's like the Jedi Academy. You have these people who who jacob who represents the like all cap the light yeah on side on Mm -hmm. the island just light (laughs) who hand picks these people literally hand literally (laughs) touches them them. yeah and they become candidates quote unquote yeah um to someday become that light person on the island so it's kind of like they're in Jedi training, but they don't know they are. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's it's basically a social experiment. <laughs> it's it's pretty much uh, like a like when you know like how people will conduct those experiments, but they won't tell them. Right, but is when you're comparing it to Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's as though they are Padawans, but they have no idea they're Padawans. They don't have a clue what is going on. It's interesting. I mean, it's it's kind of like... <laughs> Neither uh, do we for many, many seasons. We have no idea why these people were chosen, what they were chosen for, why they're there, how'd they get there. Like, that stuff does not happen. You don't find that out for, like, four seasons? Uh-huh. Yeah. Finally, they start You get told about the candidates info. in the last season. Huh? Correct? Don't you get told about the candidate thing in the last oh, season? Oh, Many, many, much hour. of the concrete crazy, stuff you don't find out till the second half of season six. They know how to make a climax. They really, <laughs> really held off yeah. for a as long as they possibly could to tell us the actually the actual mythology of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, you can kind of that's cool because I don't know. It's I like how they do that because then it gives you the opportunity to imagine, you know, like what's going on kind of it's not yeah. spoon fed to you even though it kind of is at the same time like it's kind of it's kind of like star wars in like the original trilogy you're just yeah. given basic information yeah there's a light side there's a dark side yes light sides quote-unquote good dark sides quote-unquote bad there's the force yeah that's all we know by the end of the uh, like that's there's maybe training but some people just kind of are talented. Yep, yep. It's very basic information. But then, in, like, near the, the end, you realize it's bigger than life. Like, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Like, the characters realize that it's, like, bigger than any right. of us. Right, which is so. exactly what happens in Lost, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, Because you think at the beginning, okay, this is just going to be about... These people on this island. These people on this island, and that they are, they're going to have to try to find a way to... Get get along yeah which is true that's true but then you find out uh uh uh, there's other people on this island factors at play yeah Uh there's more people than you thought yeah so like yeah and then crazy stuff starts to happen (laughs) then there's magical and then there's magic kind of happening too and you're just like time travel boom well that's a few years later but um anyway i don't really know what that has to do with the binary other than the fact that you have the rebellion and you have yeah the the empire yeah they both think they're right and like oh. but you literally look at them and you're like well obviously the empire are the bad guys yeah ob the yeah but then you like get to know them and it's like so oh. in lost in season 1 
it is very, very clear that the others are the bad guys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The group of people on the other side of the island that they did not know existed start doing some shady stuff. Yeah. Like kidnapping pregnant women, (laughs) trying to murder people and stringing them up from trees. Wait. And you're just like, Charlie. Oh, right. (laughs) Well, that dude was a little Creepy ass Ethan. That dude... It gave the others a bad rap. Okay, but ex- but here's the thing. like You don't know, though. You don't know what he's doing this for. You just assume he's terrible. I mean, there's even that moment with, like, when Sawyer, Jin, and Michael make it back to the island mainland after they go out on the raft and it doesn't go very well. Like, when, right. they, when they come back. Yeah. And then that gang of, like, the other survivors of the tail of the pl- it, of the same plane. They literally and call threats. Them. They look like threats. Like, they shoot them like they're others. And they assume they're others. And they throw them in a little, like, hole. But then they just take them out. And they're like, sorry. They literally <laughs> use the phrase, other others. Yeah. <laughs> because now. Well, Jin is just like others. Now like there others. is a third group. Yep. When you get to season two. And they are antagonistic against who we come to believe are our losties. Like these are, these are our castaways. Our other losties. <laughs> Season one, we have our group of castaways, just like we have our group of rebels in, in a new hope. Yep. And in Empire Strikes Back and in Return of the Jedi. Yep. These are uh-huh. our rebels. We root for them. We want, we know where the, we, we know Obi-Wan Kenobi has never made a mistake in his life. And he's <laughs> he's yeah. beautiful in all light all the time. I mean, he he's is. never done anything I mean, he terrible. He is, though. He's beautiful. He's never done anything Ewan, bad. Ewan. Have you seen those pictures of Ewan training? Oh, he's my God. Yes. <laughs> buff. My, do- my dude is jointed, dog. I just want to know why he's getting so buff. Like, who are you going to be fighting in the desert? Bruh. Honey? Personally, I think there's going to be... Adam Driver. There's going to be some Guaranteed. make-out scenes with Satine in a flashback. That's why he's getting so buff. There better be no love. There better I be better nothing not but a love. Single kiss. Tons whole, of kissing. I'm kidding. <laughs> Would you stop that? It's really not looking good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm um, nervous, nervous itch. Anyway, the fact that we think <laughs> Obi Wan, it's meta, dog. It is meta. And we look at Darth Vader and we're like Bad. scumbag. Yeah. Terrible person. Until he finally like gets redeemed at the very last, very last possible moment. moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but still for two whole films, actually like two and a half, you're just like Darth Vader's terrible. The empire is terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Jedi are the best thing that ever happened and they're beautiful and, and then, pure and light side. Because, okay. You also have to think about this though. All of episode four and five, you have Darth Vader at the seat of evil. He is the evil figure. He is the antagonist. Right. And then. Well, we meet the emperor get, in episode no, five. No, 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 no. But like you do. But for all of episode five, Darth Vader is the bad guy. You don't, you see Pops once, like for a second. Yes, but we do find but out someone episode, else is pulling the strings. Yes, but in episode six, you actually like have this other dude who is like even worse. Yes. And it's like, ooh, Darth Vader, like he's associated with this dude, which means he must be like really bad. You know what I mean? Like you, you assume yeah. that he's such a bad guy at that point. They enforce it. So I would, I would align season one of Lost with a new hope yeah oh yeah definitely and really honestly empire strikes back too because those films you're just like jedi good empire bad the end 
yeah. There is no gray area here, you right. think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then again, like, it, season two of Lost, you find out, wait, there was a back end to the plane. Yeah. There were people on the back end of the plane, and there were survivors from the back end of the plane. And you meet these back end of the plane people that we all called tailies at the time. Oh. <laughs> we had the we had the castaways slash losties and we had the tailies. That's funny, actually. Everyone hated the tailies immediately. Why? Like the Be- audience? Everyone. Oh, Why? Because the castaways. They're wow. others. Oh, big brain. Yeah. Big brain dude. They might as well be The others. The Empire. Like oh. they <laughs> They because but they're the same. Hmm. They're the same. They came from the plane, but the but what's That's cool? The binary that they make between the 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 losties and the tailies is that you think the losties have had have just like been through it in season one and they've had all this trauma, which they have. Yeah. Then you see what happened to the people on the tail end of the plane, and it was. Ten times worse, probably, (laughs) than the like the people in the front of the plane. They might as well been on vacation. They were on land when they landed. Exactly, like punks. You you see (laughs) the difference between what the first forty-eight days on that island were like for the front end people and the back end people. And the back end people had it way harder, and it made them very fearful, extremely fearful to the point where. Do you, they, do you see what happens to them? Yes, in I detail. I don't remember seeing. In very much in detail. Okay. They show you everything that happens. They show you how they were constantly traumatized by the others. Whereas... Oh, they were always on their backs? Yes. Um. To the point where um, the others sent... Yeah, the others sent Ethan to infiltrate the front side of... Or the front end of the plane people yeah. and that... He's the one that kidnaps Clara, and everybody thinks yeah. he's just evil incarnate. Yeah. But the people in the back end of the <laughs> plane, sucks. Yeah. they had a plant also, a planted person, Um, but they were being raided at night. Like, they were being raided. They would come in. They would kill a couple of taily people. Tough. And abduct multiple people in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's This rough, kept man. happening. It was real bad for them. So when they find out that there are people that when they literally, I think the episode title is called, it might even be called Collision. I can't remember. Um, when the back end of the plane people meet the front end of the plane people. Uh, they're both on high alert. There's like, you know. violence. Ah. Uh. So because the, because the, the dark side, quote unquote, tailies who have just been through it and all they can do is. They're so fearful and they're so worked up and so afraid that their initial response to our original cast is shoot first, ask questions later, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, rough, man. (laughs) It's just very interesting that it's kind of season two is kind of the prequel trilogy because you're finding out like, hang on a second. The Jedi are like, oh, light side, light side, light side. But you know what? We're going to abduct kids, more or less. <laughs> it's fine, Oof. though, because we're lightsiders and it's all fine. You know? Yeah. And you slowly begin to find out, Obi-Wan, a lot of mistakes, bro. Yeah, dude. A lot of holes. You know? 
Yeah, I know. It's, it's wild, man. The... It's, they're playing that game where it's like, you... This is something that I actually have been developing in my own. I don't mean to like talk about my work, but I uh, with the work with the pieces I've been writing in school right now, it's that concept of giving your audience expectation. Like give like predisposing your audience like to the point where they think they got it all figured out. Like they got it. And they yes. see every variable and they're like, "Okay, that works with this. That works with this. It makes sense." Oh, yeah, I'm loving this. And then at the end, I love just, like, throwing it out and doing something completely different all of a sudden. And it's like, you cause the audience to, like, think back, and it's like, oh, maybe this isn't really doing what I thought it was doing. So you get, like, multiple experiences with one work. Yeah. Which is kind of like, when I watched Lost, every episode does that. Literally every single one. It gives you expectation, and then it just flips it on its head, and that's the whole show. Like, literally, that's it constantly flipping it's my favorite type of storytelling honestly it's yeah it's the best that's what i love it's the best i love uh, i guess because most of most of the time i can kind of figure out what's going to happen so when something happens that is just out of nowhere that's what's exciting but they but it has to make sense in the story it can't just be like complete that's why it's a good show (laughs) that's why it's a good show yeah because you could do that like i'm I'm trying to think of another example that did that but like in a bad i'm sorry but like the 100 yeah the 100 which is spoilers for the 100 (laughs) in case you don't want to hear it i'm not spoiling (laughs) lost is to star wars as the 100 is to lost let's just say that okay okay Characters literally fall from the sky. That's how the episode starts. That's how yeah. this whole. That's how the whole show starts. I've seen the poster. Okay. Okay. Cool. People falling out of the sky. Yeah. So the 100 does that. There are cool twists in the 100. Actually, genuinely, that surprise you. Okay. That surprise me. Um, and I'm not saying I'm like a god at it, but I would surprise you too. I'm. I'm pretty sure they they handle it well. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, doesn't make sense. Never makes sense. Hmm. It comes out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, that would irritate me. It's irritating because it's like, yeah, this just seems like you're doing it to get that effect, but it's like, it's like you're engineering that effect. That is why Lost was so great at the time. Integral, bro. That it, especially when it first aired, because having that week between episodes. Yeah, see? I would be. Just think about it and rewatch. Literally all night. (laughs) The, The night after an episode would air, I'd just be on the computer. Until three o'clock in the morning, because (laughs) let's unpack every single detail of this episode, because most of the time, this was the type of show, this was one of the first shows that I've ever watched, where almost everything was there for, on, for a reason on purpose like clothing just like john Locke, bro colors you know how john Locke says we're here for a reason yes character names all met something the characters would have books and then oh dude. and then for hours dude. after the episode would air everyone would be like okay let's unpack watership down for instance because yep. at one point sawyer's reading watership down yeah he reads a lot of books he reads uh, through the looking glass he reads the and some of them are very obvious, like through the looking glass. The looking glass. There, uh, oh, there's another one. There's so many. There's so many. There's another one. I'm trying to remember. Dang it. And God bless Jeff Jensen that used to work for Entertainment Weekly, who would, who would after every episode, publish sometimes eight pages. Whoa. Of we're talking, 
the most in-depth analyses of anything I've ever frigging read in my life. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and this is why we, everyone would be up. It, this is why the show. People were waiting for Jeff Jensen. <laughs> this is why the show became so huge because this whole community. I have lifelong friends. I know. Bro. I from know. my lost days, you know. Yeah. From being on the lost parties, <laughs> the lost parties. I had lost parties. We, I, some had, I had my first alcoholic thing. Some of ever. my best friends <laughs> I met through lost. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, anyway, anyway, we're getting off track. Star Wars podcast. It's a Star Wars. We've got to remind. But you have to understand the level of oh, yeah. my fandom for Lost is just Unparalleled. as it's just as deep as it is for Star Wars. It really is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying it. I've never seen you cry at a screen harder than. The finale of this show. No, I don't know. I think was I've ever scared cried. for you. Like genuinely. I was like, she might die. Uh, well <laughs> she might Last die. Jedi I bawled my eyes out too. It was probably uh, about the same. No. You no? cried for like half an hour, dude. It was with nothing. It was over and you were crying. You had to rewatch it and you cried the whole rewatch. <laughs> it was crazy. Well maybe we won't maybe we just need to do a whole I think we might need to talk about the finale like all by itself and Definitely, yeah. draw the parallels just by that. But maybe I don't know. We'll see. I gotta say this though. I think this is a good analogy. Cause I'm the music guy. Mm-hmm. Lost is like the Beethoven five of television. Like every single, like how you say everything, everything matters. Like mm-hmm. everything you see, every single thing Beethoven wrote in Beethoven five is recycled and reused everything to the first note. Like everything is used. Right. And I just feel like, and it's a magnificent symphony. Like everybody knows that. Dun, 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 dun. Like everyone knows that. You well, know? speaking of music, we probably do want to mention oh. at some point that, yeah, of course. um, Michael Giacchino used Ooh. the motif thing giant like Bro, he wrote hugely like 50 themes <laughs> which obviously he is also a connection to star wars and eventually got to do rogue one yes, and man. probably worships i know he worships the ground john williams walks on oh, and i'm sure Please. that he was like when he got light motif job he's like Wagner. we're doing light motifs guys yeah yeah because this is Star Wars anyway. So <laughs> we're just going to do light motifs. He every knew. character, not every, but most of the main characters have a light motif. Yep. Such, I think all of them do, dude. And light motifs repeat constantly. Like they come up and they come up and they come up. And yeah, it's he like mixes them sometimes, mm-hmm. which is always the coolest. Like when, when like the people walking theme is mixed to be intense. Yeah. Like I think that's weird. <laughs> and then the like, walking theme. People are like Jacob's theme what? is mixed with the Man of Black's theme quite a bit. Which is really cool. Yeah. So that's just, that's just John Locke has like multiple themes for during his like character development. He like it's it just develops. one more thing that they were like we're doing this like Star Wars because I hope you let me talk about the music because like dog. Well, it would have to have something to do with Star Wars though. You can't. Well, this isn't a lost podcast. <laughs> In the end, this okay, is can a I comparison. Just say one thing. Can I just say one thing? Yes. Okay. I don't know, like. I don't know how he got the idea to just use strings and trombones. <laughs> like, it's a pretty weird arrangement, man. That I've never seen anything like that ever again. After after hearing that music, yet I've never. And seen it's it. so iconic when you hear those trombones. It's like hearing the opening fanfare to Star Wars. Like you know what that's from. The, I would think. Yeah, like, like that thing. Yes, the yeah, sliding dude. trombone. But dude, okay, okay. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I gotta nerd out just for like a second. Uh-huh. Rewatching the show. I've been noticing things with the music that I'm like, 
Like I'm noticing he's doing SRT work in that score. Like there are moments where the music sounds like metal creaking using string instruments, bro. Like I don't even understand how you even like there for example, the scene in the first season when they find the the front of the plane, mm-hmm. the very fr- the pilot. Mhm. And they get up there. Okay, mm-hmm. they climb up through the thing with Charlie, Kate, and Jack, right? The music during that is just strings. There are no trombones for this part. But the but it's like 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 it's it's like it's got mm-hmm. like the metal creak sound like i don't know how it does it i don't know how it does it and then there's other parts where the trombone i mean the trombone gliss is the plane drop the plane falling like obviously like that is i don't know if you caught that but like the sound of like the you know what i mean like yeah oh you know what have you i ever, ever that? even thought about that oh bro that is like the most that's about as basic as it gets <laughs> yeah i'm dude. dumb and the way he uses the actual playing parts as a percussion. Well, yeah, that was the coolest thing ever to see that, and to see them playing that live was so fun. Oh yeah, dude! Like they had the actual playing parts strung up so this guy could play them. But he thought it—he thought it through so thoroughly. He's like, okay, what is the orchestration that I can use that can you can get the most terrifying sounds out of, mm-hmm. but also the most beautiful? Like there's piano and harp. Sometimes those strings come in, and it's just like, I'm gonna cry. I like mean, he's, he's an amazing composer, and he's done so much amazing work since Lost and even won an Oscar. That's it, though. And I'm just Opus. biased, I guess. Opus. But it's always going to be Lost Up for me. can keep it, dog. Oh, stop. Up is beautiful. <laughs> it's good for different reasons. And literally, The Incredibles was on the other day. I'm like, gosh darn. Dude, it's so Giacchino, you're good. amazing. The man can write a melody, dog. I don't know how he comes up with all these melodies. You know how hard it is to do that? Yeah. Like, to just new one after yeah. new one after new Not like, to mention... Dog. I'll never not remember getting the Rogue One soundtrack CD the day, mm. like the morning of the day we were going to go see it. Oh, yeah. And I just couldn't resist. And I listened to it. There's that. There's a few. On and there. I sat in my car crying. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and I didn't even know why. Like, I had no idea what was going on in this scene. Yeah, dude. But it's so beautiful. True. The man just writes distilled emotion it's mm-hmm. amazing what he does and lost is like you said his opus it's got he be. kind of originated like we are so off to- topic right now no that's fine though we're talking back. about lost man we're talking about lost. i know, I know this I know. is our first episode of our series i, I think know. it's okay to talk about only lost i know but i got like two pages here i know but i was just gonna i'm sorry this is like the one <laughs> thing i can talk about okay thoroughly we can talk about the music i'm not saying we're not going to later okay i was just gonna say about jacino like mm-hmm. he so John Williams is kind of like the orchestra the orchestrations he works with and like the way his music sounds is very symphonic. It's big. It's grand. It's grand. And expansive. Mahler, Sostakovich. Yes, and lush and thick. Yes. Giacchino is like the minimalist. Yes. John Williams. Like you pack all that beauty. Like I can tell you right now, dog, I have cried so many times. To the ending of Close Encounters of the Third Kind music. I know you have to. That's one of my favorites, yeah. It's just like, I can't it's not. luscious. Like, it's it's literally like you're in heaven. Like, yeah. it feels like you're in heaven. And it's you just... start scared, and you end up crying from But that is the exact, beauty. that exact so idea. Good. Like, fear and beauty mm-hmm. matched in one score. That's what he does in Lost. Like, he, like, that's, I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually one of the scores. That one. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I, I wonder if, like, that was actually inspiration. Because Maybe. that score, I mean, I've read about it. Like, that score was one of the first that introduced this idea of, like, you can make horror beautiful in music. Hmm. Like, in, in film score music. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but anyway, yeah, like that, like that is, it's nuts. He literally, there will be moments in the score, especially during like like last edits before a commercial break, mm-hmm. where or at the end of an episode where it's like a happy moment and it's beautiful music, and then it like all of a sudden it literally like just turns into like it's just like beautiful chords like it like changes into that like i love that dude it's so cool man i don't know how he did it i don't know how he like thought of that because he had to originate that that was never done before this was six frigging seasons and we're talking that too man for all the kids out there that don't remember network seasons we're talking 18 episodes 19 i don't remember 25 in the first season 25 25 Moving away, so dog. Many parting ways. Episodes. Yeah. So many. Yeah. And he just <laughs> bangers. <gasps> the work that man had, and how yeah. fast TV goes too. He had to do this stuff so fast. Yes. Also, so. Indeed, indeed. Chikino, we love you. King. We know you're not listening to this, but we love you hey, who so knows, man. And then I took a picture much. with him that one time. It's cool. Oh yeah, we get. To, yeah, we did get to meet him at the. The second Lost concert I got to go to, Colin was old enough to go, and we actually, my entire, it was weird, like, my whole, my extended family yeah, went, we all met out there, my really good friends that I met through Lost, we uh-huh. ho- hooked up with them. It was really, really fun. Um, it was. And that it was, like was and- my good friend Lynette, who is a musician and a singer, has done actual choral work with the That's choir cool. that she was in at Michael Jacquin. They, they would do like the movies in live, you know, Yeah. at during Comic-Con and um, her choir was doing the vocals for Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams one, obviously that Michael Jacquin wrote the music for. Oh yeah. And so um, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It, and there's like all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, this is Star Trek. Like you listen to that Jacquino's score. It's amazing. This is Star Trek. You know, and then there's actually Into Darkness, the second one of mm-hmm. the film series, the one with London. It's called London Falling, and it's like the sad piano one in the mm-hmm. very beginning. That just sounds like Lost, like to me. Yeah, Star Trek, fo- do- Star Trek does edge got towards sounding a little bit like Lost. Yeah. yeah, I mean, don't fix what ain't broke. You know what I mean? True, like, I guess. It never broke <laughs> during the okay, series. Okay, can man. we get back to my paper, please? Yeah. I'm begging you. It's just the best part. Okay, but I know, but... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Getting back to the whole binary, binary yeah, yeah, yeah. topic. Again, like, there would be moments when you were like, oh, this is our hero. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. That's our hero when they're paired with someone else, and that guy's the bad guy. And then the next season would come along, and then you're like, oh, no, that guy's, like, really the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you... Then this happens <laughs> so many times. It does. In this show. It does. Again, Jack and Locke. Locke and Ben Linus. Ben Linus and Charles Widmore. Who's the bad guy here? Like, who? who's worse? <laughs> They're all terrible, I guess. But that's the point, yo. But that's the thing. It's like in Star Wars where you think Darth Vader is the worst. And then you find out little baby Anakin got taken from his mom. Yeah, dude. And then she died in his arm. Like, you're like, and then his wife, and then, and then this, and then that. And it's like, well, now I love Darth Vader. He's not so bad. I feel bad for him now. True, yo. They literally would do that every season. They would flip who your allegiance lies with. It's just the day the earth stood still, (laughs) basically. 
<laughs> have you seen that? I saw the original. I haven't seen the newer one. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't like the what's his name Zorg or something. Doesn't he change? Doesn't he come off as being evil? And we then he turns watched good? that in one of my film classes at U of I, and we had to memorize that phrase. And I don't remember it now. You know what I'm talking about? Like the one where he comes to Earth. No, the alien phrase that whatever he says. Anyway, I don't never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but no, like that idea though of it's an old idea in film, like characterizing your antagonist as bad and then. Getting your audience well, to yeah. be persuaded that it's they're a good. very it's a old idea, you know? and you know, it, Star Wars. Dude. It all goes. It's very Star Wars, but I mean, Star Wars goes back to Carl Jung and your shadow self, and yes, that's the darkness, the dark side, and every like. There's so many layers of this, both in Star Wars and Lost, that we were talking earlier about how okay, well, I know I'm going to forget some major pairings in the show where we see one character is light and the other one is dark and then maybe like six episodes later we realize the character we thought was dark actually went through through it at some point and that's why they're acting that way and really there's this other character who's worse yeah 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 right (laughs) and he's the one that's dark but maybe not like it's very confusing it's just basically like going through a video game like boss battle after boss battle but (laughs) but the the biggest the most common binary in the whole show is the light and dark within each person. Because some of these people you meet and you hate them. Right. Sawyer? Find me someone who liked Sawyer. In the beginning. In yeah. the beginning. Nah. He was really <laughs> awful. Like, really awful. Shannon? Mm-hmm. Ew. Duh. I hated Shannon. Dude, I honestly hated Shannon until the end. <laughs> honestly. I didn't hate Shannon. After I, after I found out, like, Oh, that poor girl. She really had no choice but to Gosh. become a bitch. I mean, what else could she do? She I mean, had, it was a defense fine, mechanism. But I don't know. Um. So yeah, it's it's pretty much Begin, every yeah. single character. I mean, can you think of one who is just absolute darkness? No redemptive attempt or 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 you you never have a moment of sympathy like there's no palps there's no right character where you're like i hate you and you're irredeemable (laughs) no irredeemable even the man in black you're like oh he got done dirty yeah he got done dirty oh yeah dude he was the one who got done dirty the most that's the thing yeah yeah so um that is why in case you have maybe not watched Lost in a minute. If you felt weird about season six, honestly, you were supposed to feel weird about it. It yeah. was. It was. Well, what do you mean feel weird about? About what? Like if you just were like, what is the point of this? Oh. What right. is the deal? Yeah. Like the deal was to make it, to make sure that you understand that you don't just turn off the dark. You don't just throw it off a cliff. You have to actually do the work to find balance in the end, which is the point of Star Wars as well. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Even though we can't even talk about... (laughs) I don't even talk about Tross anymore. Hey, dude. It's the outlier. Like, it's so far out. 
lying that I don't even it's just a mistake yeah we we don't discuss this because we see it in every other piece of Star Wars that there is yeah literally that's what's going on you you have to and that's you know Carl Jung you have to you have to see your shadow you have to recognize it and do the work Mm-hmm. To understand it, as the Bomb of Luminous says, acknowledge it. Yeah, dude. Last Jedi. Yes. Oh, in the Last mirror. Jedi is so lost. Oh, and Lost is so Last Jedi. They're it is. Like, You're right, uh, yeah. They resonate. They just go... Dude. When, like, Luke and Ben have Don't tell duel. me. Don't tell me don't Ryan Johnson me. doesn't love Lost. Don't, don't even, even try t- to tell me. I know he <laughs> That's does. That's my phrase, man. Don't steal my phrase. What? Don't even tell me, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not your phrase. That's I. That's a thing. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, there are. I there was no way I was gonna rewatch the whole series because I just was not going to. There's so it. many episodes. But um, it's our bingo sheet for Mandalorian. Oh, our, <laughs> singer. Someday I'll put these papers away. Yeah. <laughs> not today. Nah. Um. So I really thought. Okay, let me go through some of those last season six really big mythological episodes because that's where it. It really started coming home where you're like... When you see Jacob in The Man of Black. Am I watching Star Wars right now? <laughs> yeah, honestly, man. That's like... What? Uh-huh. It's so similar. The last five episodes of Lost don't feel like even Lost. They just feel like Star Wars. It really is insane. They feel so similar. different. The last season of the show is like a different show, man. I, I swear it's so far gone from what happened in the first season and everything else before Honestly, it. it's nuts dude so much going on so we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about right now about jacob and the man in black which is the personification of the light and the dark sides that the you know the whole show is basically about um and it very much aligns with in my mind a lot the son, the daughter, and the father in the uh, Mortis trilogy because we always have to bring it back to the Mortis trilogy uh, as often as we possibly can. Yeah, pop culture is your religion, man. Don't you agree? <laughs> yeah. Don't you agree, though? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I mean, mean, they it's literally they fight. Yeah, you know, they have a parent figure who um is like favoring towards one of them. Favors one, but also is is like well you know the powerful person but what i find interesting about lost though is that she she's a mother instead of a father yes yes dude super interesting that they flipped that because in lost there are i mean but there's a whole binary we have daddy issues and we're gonna have a whole episode about daddy issues and mommy issues masculine feminine dog Masculine feminine, yes, totally. Um, There's one right there. You didn't even name drop that one. That I, one's huge, I didn't, bro. but you're right. That is a huge one. Um, but the comparison to Mortis in itself, there there is an episode called of Lost in season six called Ab Eterno, and it's basically giving you the backstory of this character named Richard Halpert. Ooh, this episode is so good, dude. And. The oh. whole time the show is happening, you see this guy. Well, not the whole time. I, I, I don't, know, bro. You don't meet Richard till season three. Oh, really? Is it all the way to season three? Mm-hmm. Not because even season he's two. With, 
you don't know about Jacob until like late. You learn him. Well, and then not you, learn you meet Jacob. Richard first. Like you think yeah. Richard is just. You think when you meet Richard, you think he is a powerful dude. Yeah. Yeah. He puts off that energy. Yeah. He's got some BDE on this island. Like he walks around <laughs> like he knows everything. I mean, he does. Yeah. Like he's dictating everybody. He's telling everybody like what's up. Yeah. And then you pretty quickly find out, no, he's actually <laughs> just a dude. <laughs> a total he's lackey. Cursed. Yeah. Um, he's Jacob's right hand man is who he yeah. ends up being. But you still don't really know what his story is until the very last season. You find out. That acting, bro. That episode, man. His eyelashes. But his acting, He's so dude. pretty. His acting. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's a really good episode. Um, yeah. So you find out that Richard has been given the gift of immortality. Mm-hmm. And that because he started out on um i forget what island he was living on very poor oh no he's just his wife had it's not spain it's an island i I remember um oh uh it's some island nation oh oh is it tropical it's in like the indies i don't remember i don't remember i think it's in the indies but go ahead i don't know anyways um he's super poor his wife is dying he yeah what's her name again isabella ah yes isabella He's, that's how he says her name. It's yeah. very hot. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, man. Isabella. Um, Do you so think he's, he's attractive? He, huh? You think he's attractive? <laughs> I'm not blind. I have eyeballs. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Are Dad's you, upstairs. His eyelashes. Dad is upstairs. For many seasons, this actor was accused of wearing eyeliner. He does no? not at any really? time wear eyeliner. <gasps> Are you Those, serious? That is his natural How is that possible? <laughs> that looks he's, like eyeliner, man. So cute. That's insane. He's beautiful. Anyway, I can't remember the actor's name. Forgive me, because I don't have a memory. But um, he's basically desperate. He wants to get... His wife is dying of probably consumption or something, um, because it's the olden days. And he tries to get medicine for her, and he goes to the doctor, who is a jerk. And she... All he has to offer to buy the medicine is his wife's gold crucifix necklace right and i forget what the doctor does that pisses him off but he like gets really desperate and he like grabs him and he throws him across the room and he oops accidentally kills him (laughs) um but he gets the medicine and he rides his horse back to his wife so dramatic who's already dead sadly tough so he gets arrested for murder while like a couple days before he's about to be executed for murder. No, he's going out to the gallows. Like he's literally on his way to the gallows. Oh, is and he? Then Jacob appears. He's he's asking the priest for forgiveness before death because these people are like hardcore Catholic. Oh yeah. Um, and the priest is like, <laughs> no, sorry, fresh out of fresh out of redemption for you today. You're going to hell. And he's so like, rude, bro. But 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 he's like, nope. Your only chance for redemption was to um. Uh, work for it and unfortunately you're getting executed so you don't have time for that and you're just going to go to hell now sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> so richard is like he's freaking out desperate yeah um gets put on a slave ship he somehow gets out of getting executed why can't i remember what happens there's a dude who like it's it's a dude who um isn't it that guy isn't there a guy isn't there a guy? That well, we know? it's a slave ship, and there's a guy, and their captain is like, "We need people who can speak English." Right. And 
somehow he gets out of getting executed and he gets put on this slave ship. I mean, I think he begs these people. This I dude, don't like, remember the exact like, technical reason he got away, off of away from getting executed. Anyway, he ends up on this ship, which is the Jake, Black Rock, which is called the Black Rock, the name of the ship, uh, which is a big part of the mythology of the show. And um, he, basically, Jacob causes the ship to shipwreck on the island. And he, I love how it's literally called Black Rock, and like he's given the gift of immortality. Mm. Prometheus dog. What the... <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. But what? Here's when the cool stuff starts. He he oh, gets yeah, to the dope. island, and he's trapped in the inside yeah, the ship. They get hit by a wave, and they, they he's shipwreck. just trapped though. He can't get away. He's chained up. He's he can't chained, yeah. get. Everybody's dead. Like the captain goes around and kills everybody who's still alive. Yeah. Why? There's no food. He just figures, whatever, I'm just going to kill all these people because they're just going to eat my food, I guess. Oh. Um, but as he's as he's about to kill Richard, guess who shows up? <laughs> the quote-unquote monster, the man in black. Yeah, they just call as it As a mo- smoke monster, yeah. Yeah. He basically kills that guy, but he shows up to Richard in the guise of his dead wife. And she says to him... Um, listen, you can be with me, maybe, but, uh, you know, there's some stuff you're going to have to do. And, but then the smoke monster fake, like, kills her and he makes it seem like Jacob did it. So then the smoke monster appears to him as, as a human and says, um, listen, uh, there's this guy. (laughs) on this island and he's the devil like literally he he knows that richard is this devout catholic he's like this man on this island is the devil el diablo el diablo (laughs) and he's going to try to tempt you yeah but if you take this here knife and you go kill him for me you can be with your wife again so richard is like but I'm here because I killed someone. Like, I know that's wrong. And the smoke monster literally says, you and I can talk all day about what's right or wrong. Makes no difference, actually. Indeed, sir. He's the devil. You have to kill him for me and don't let him talk to you. If he starts talking to you, it's over. So Richard is stupid and he goes (laughs) he try he He doesn't know what's going on i know he has no clue so he goes to try to kill jacob and jacob shows up and he actually beats him up and but then he tells him like you poor fool (laughs) that's the devil the guy that you just talked to he's the one that is wrong and it's they're both kind of fools but the the scene between richard and the man in black is so palps and anakin at the opera it's it's so palps oh, and Anakin oh, oh, yeah. there. Oh yeah, dude. He's just like, buddy, uh, who's your friend? Who's your pal? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you a little story. That guy, he's the devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to you need to buddy up to me. I'm the one that can help you. I know what's up. Don't let that guy talk to you. He's bad news. Yeah, I'm dude. gonna I'm gonna reunite you with your beautiful dead wife. Just, yeah. Just do this one little, just do this one little thing for me. (laughs) Just do this one little thing. It's fine. (laughs) So the whole statement of you and I can talk about all day what's right and what's right. It's just, it's so palpsy. 
It's so palpsy. Even though later on we do find out Man in Black really got done dirty and mm-hmm. that's everyone's redeemable in this show. <laughs> he really would have been redeemable. That's yeah. a, that's a topic for our redemption episode. What what is it possible? Yeah. Um, uh, but I was gonna say, um, I also think it's cool, like the whole like Cain and Abel thing between the Man in Black and Jacob. Oh yeah. And how? Yeah. I mean, I guess the man in black is um, Cain. Who's the one who kills the brother? Please don't ask me about Bible things. I believe it's Cain. I believe it's Cain. (laughs) I will not remember. But it's interesting because this is kind of putting a whole flip on. Because the the Cain and Abel thing kind of set into motion. um, I forget. It's one of the the oldest parables in the Bible. That's like one of the first. And I I forget. It set things into motion. But it's very cool to think about how like. They, t- they basically took that, like, whole allegory between Cain and Abel, Man of Black and Jacob, mm-hmm. but they put a little block in the middle mm-hmm. from, like, fulfilling the destiny of him killing Jacob. Like, eh, you can't, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the whole plot, basically, is from that little Well, that's the other. that's the other cool thing about Man of Black and Jacob is that it is the light in the dark. You, you, they say can't it so many kill. times in Star Wars at this point more modern star wars life and death dark and light like you can't have one without the other and so in lost gotta get along jacob and man in black literally can't kill each other they cannot yeah it's not possible Uh they cannot do it so they have to find these loopholes basically yeah (laughs) um in order to do that to each other you know to somehow try to get rid of one another and they're very, they're both very manipulative. Jacob being the light, quote unquote, Jacob light is side. Manipulative, dog. He's so he manipulative. Plane crash those people. But man. again, like that's the Jedi though too. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the light side. It's the Jedi. Like yeah. he's like, what I'm doing, what what needs to be done on this island. What the job that I'm doing, the end justifies the means. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. And pretty much. The person that was in his job before him, clearly that was her philosophy. Like, she kills people. Oh, the mom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So it's very, very Jedi-esque. Like, because in the end, you find out, I'll get there, but there's a reason why Jacob is doing what he's doing, and it's an important reason. Yeah. And there was a reason why his, why the woman who they called mother did the same job and she killed people in order to do her job. I mean, yeah, that's, that's the whole idea of what I was talking about before about like the whole show starts off at a very low level of like character to character drama. And like, then it becomes, you think it's just good versus bad. And that's that. What? You think it's good versus bad. Oh, but it is, but they just start. It is, but it's on like a human flipping level. Flipping things up. It's just so on a hard. human level, and it's like basic drama, basically. And then it becomes like thing bigger than life. Like it's a literal. No one matters. It, it's it's for the cause. Like the cause versus the cause. Right. Uh, it's, it's literally the battle for the the, the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the well being. It, it's of cool the how it like wells out like that. Um. But Star so, Wars is kind of like that too. It starts with the boy in a desert on a farm. Well, yeah, it's exactly. Like huge. Exactly, yeah. and it mm-hmm. ends up being huge stakes. But. It's just, I can't get over how Jedi Jacob is, because yeah. you think, you know, he's a very likable character. 
that actor is very likable. He's very personable. He's very friendly to everyone. You know, but and he's very he never lies to anybody. He's always just like Jacob? no. He's always like upfront. <laughs> this is this is how it is. Um I'm going to need you to do this. I'm going to need you to come to this island. I'm going to need you to maybe die. Yep. <laughs> to protect it. <laughs> you know, but it is it is manipulative in that he's like going out and he's choosing people kind of against their will, just like kids are put into the Jedi Academy against their will. They yep. don't have will yet. They're 2 no. years old or whatever. No, they're just You know little, what I mean? Dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very much the concept. I agree. Of what we eventually find out the Jedi Order is like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so the, also in this episode, Jacob describes to Richard, after Richard figures out what actually is going on, that the guy that first came to him is really the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this guy who he was supposed to kill is actually probably the good guy. Right. Um, Jacob describes who his brother is, mm-hmm. basically. And, you know, Richard Albert, because he's a human, be- because he's, like, Catholic, he sees things as very, frame of... very binary. Yeah, yeah. Heaven and hell. Yeah. So he thinks the island is now hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Jacob's like, well... Kinda let is. me tell you <laughs> let me tell you about my brother mm-hmm. hell is a word yeah um but you could there are lots of words that could describe him malevolence evil darkness and then he pulls out this bottle of red wine and says yeah i love this part man. starts swirling the wine bottle um that has this big cork in it and he says while he's swirling the bottle as long as the cork is in the bottle, the wine is stuck in the bottle, obviously. It's not yeah. going to go anywhere. Um, so the island is the bottle. Or the island is the cork, sorry. The wine is his brother. <laughs> yeah. It has to be contained. So mm-hmm. again, mortis, mortis, mortis. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude. Um, dude. And the sun. He says, if it gets out, it would spread. The cork is the island and the only thing keeping darkness where it belongs. The man in black sent Richard to kill Jacob, quote unquote, because he believes everyone is corruptible. This is Jacob describing his what his brother thinks. Of course, of course. He believes everyone is corruptible. It is in their very nature to sin. I bring people here to prove him wrong. And when they get here, their past doesn't matter anymore. And Richard asks them, well, if you brought them here, oh, he asked them, well, what have, so you brought other people here? And he's like, oh, yeah, lots of people. Yeah. And Richard's like, well, what happened? And he's like, they're all dead. <laughs> and Richard's like, well, what the WTF? <laughs> like, if you're so powerful, why don't you do something? Why don't you do something to help them? And Jacob says, because I wanted them to help themselves. To know the difference between right and wrong without me having to tell them it's all meaningless if I have to force them to do anything. Why should I have to step in? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So he's already, he's already (laughs) like, 
this means nothing if if I have to lord over everybody all the yeah, time. Yeah, because then you're not good. You know, then you're just like him. At that he's point. just like he's just like. Can you be balanced? Oh my God! <laughs> come on, bro. This is what we're looking for here. Yeah, we're looking for someone to come to this island and make the right choice on their own. Even though every single person that comes to this island has baggage galore, mm-hmm. and a shadow, and stuff they got to deal with, and they probably need redeemed because they've done some pretty bad stuff. Can they, on their own, find that middle path? Mm-hmm. And the balance between and and go and like Qui Gon says, I choose the light because it's there. Yeah. Because he knows innately that's the right thing to do. Right, right, right. Yeah, yes. So that whole speech, it was just like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, right. That was his little. That was his little Bindu moment, kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of saying. It's 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 about the balance. You can't just you can't just make people be good. Right, right. I mean, I guess he's he is powerful. He probably could, but again, what's the point of that? Like, well, no, I'm I'm saying he's doing that because he thinks that way because his brother thinks that way. Like he thinks I can make people do what I want because I'm powerful. Yes, true. He's being like, I'm gonna get the right thing out of people without making them. Yes. Like, I want to prove to you I can do it without all the fancy magic and, like, you know, uh, being bad, basically. And it is, and it is he's such... Remo- he's removing himself from that equation. Yes. Know? It is such a daughter-son dynamic. Oh, yeah. Because the daughter knows, too, we cannot let him leave this planet. Yeah. If he leaves this planet, uh, all hell will literally break loose in the, in the, in the universe. Like, yeah. He's got to be contained. Yeah. And because the sun is who he is and is the dark side and he's just like, all he wants is to get off the planet because it's like, I got to get out of here. And yeah, the, and yeah. literally the man in black is the exact same. Mm-hmm. He says it many times. He said up here at the very end of Aberturno, Jacob and the man in black are having a conversation at the very end of the episode and man in black is like. I will kill you. <laughs> and Jacob says, doesn't matter. Somebody else will just take my place. And the man in black says, then I'll kill them too. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting off of this island. <laughs> one way or the other. That's a good stuff. That, that right there is a good plot. <laughs> that leads to a story. And right they here. have another conversation earlier. I think, I don't remember if it's at the beginning of this season. Maybe, probably. Where he, he, Man in Black tells Jacob, I will find a loophole. And yeah. when I do, that's that for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's over. That's a wrap. I'm getting out of here one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And that's like the whole season six is all about the loophole and yeah, what transpires and how he accomplishes that goal yeah. or tries to. Um, so I think the next episode after Abiturno is called Beyond the Sea. And this was... An episode of television. <laughs> I don't remember really bigger hype. Because we all knew... Is that this the this, one about their backstory? This is the episode uh, about literally what is the island. Right. Why is the island? 
how is the island like every <laughs> all the island answers you ever wanted yeah. who is the man in black why is the man in black who is jacob why is jacob Wh- who was there before them mm-hmm. yeah why is this all even happening in the first place like oh yep. my god this was such a huge episode there's also a weird binary i don't know i don't know if this counts as one but like binary between like modern time and history it flips back and forth between very distant times a lot. You know what I mean? Like This episode, like, though, there was no jumping around. It was straight ancient history the entire hour. No, I'm saying the whole show. It goes back and forth oh, between... Oh, well, yeah. And the characters on the island, some of them are from literal eons ago, and then there are others who are in modern life, and then they go to the 60s, and then it's like, there's people from there. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. bunk, the, the hatch has, like, literal tape recorders from, like, the 50s and 60s down there, and vinyl records, and... You know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's very the coolest show ever made. People. It's really cool. Like the style. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the BMWs. So good. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's really cool. Um, the timey wimey stuff is my favorite. The timey wimey stuff is great. I love it. Yeah. Um. But beyond the sea. You just go on, man. Just what go to on. even say? <laughs> it starts with uh, a ship, another shipwreck. Classic. But this time, the only person we see washing up on the beach is a very ancient looking, like maybe Romanish, Greek, not sure, Mesopotamian, maybe, not sure. Um, very pregnant lady. Yeah. And we know when there's a pregnant lady on that island, man. <laughs> we know what's happening. True. There is a whole bunch of stuff about we can we can talk about mothers and motherhood mm-hmm. all day long between Star Wars and Lost yeah, all man. day long. Um, so this lady is about to give birth and all of a sudden, Allison Janney. <laughs> What's that the actor's name? The, the other lady, <laughs> yeah. the quote unquote mother yeah. character. Um, we find out that this pregnant lady's name is Claudia and Allison Janney doesn't have a name. There's always something up on Lost when somebody doesn't have a name. Yeah, true, Um, She doesn't tell her her name, but she helps her give birth. And guess what? Twins. (laughs) Literally wrap one twin in a black blanket and one twin in a light blanket. (laughs) Yeah, dude, come on. Just in case you're really, really slow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That you're not. If at that point with the 60 other references... (laughs) You didn't understand. So she didn't know she was having twins. So after the first, Jacob is born first. And she's like, Jacob, we're naming him Jacob. Then there's another baby. And she's like, oh, dang, I didn't have another name picked out. Oof. Okay. So um, Alice and Janny kind of chatting her up a little bit after the after she has the babies. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then just like whacks She's her in the done. head with a rock. <laughs> She's out of here, man. And kills her. Tough. And we honestly don't know why. Like, I think at she's first. crazy. Well, she might be crazy, but also later on we find out how she feels about people and what the island has told her and what her predecessor has probably told her as far as people are gross. Like, oh. don't. Oh, okay. Don't even with people. Oh, yeah. And then she's, she's, she tells them, don't, don't, don't go talk to them. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, so okay. she raises these two boys as her own. Um, 
and we find out like as as the kid as they show them as like about I think they say they're thirteen year thirteen year olds, very close. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they love each other. These brothers, Rip. um, you know, they're romping through the jungle. They're on the beach. There, there's a game that washes up on shore mm-hmm. that has little white rocks and little black rocks for them to play this game yeah. against each other. <laughs> uh huh. Cute, cute, cute. Um, but then we quickly find out that there are others. <laughs> Jacob is not capable of lying like he's just an innately good person he doesn't lie he can't lie like his mom the mother person was like where where were you today and um he's like um i was on the beach with my brother and she's like oh what were you doing and he's like we were just like hanging out and walking (laughs) and she's like what were you doing? And he's like, oh, we found a game. We were playing a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why they thought they would get in trouble for playing this game. But they <laughs> yeah. did. They, for whatever reason, the man in black is like, don't tell mom. She'll take her game away. But he can't lie. Like, he's just a, an a, he's the light. He's the light, basically, yeah. already. Um, But then we kind of find out weirdly that this mother has a favorite. Mm-hmm. And it's not Jacob. Yep. It's the other one. Yep. It's the man in black. Um, and he's like, what, you know, what, what is it about? You know, he, he flat out says like, Jacob's the good one, basically. What is it? Why do you love me? Basically. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're special. Mm. And we've heard this term special. Yes. And we know what that means. And especially in Star Wars. If you are force sensitive, you're special. Yeah. If you're if you're just you know that's just like what it is. If you get taken to the Jedi Academy, if you're identified as being quote unquote special and having I mean, the force, Man Black is little Man of Black, Anakin. Literally Anakin. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, not only yeah yes your brother is a hundred percent good. Mm-hmm. You might not be, but you're special in that way. Like you have these abilities, and even though it's a little got a little bit of an edge, you're my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jacob knows it too. Like Jacob calls her out on it. Like, why is he your favorite? If I'm so, do you love? Like, why don't you love me as much as you love him? And she's like, I just love you in different. Like, she doesn't even bother yeah. to try to deny it. She's just like. I love you in different ways. <laughs> I know. It's so mean, man. It is. You better never say that to me if I ever ask that. I'm out of here, dog. Um, so what happens is these boys are out. They're hunting for food or whatever. They see for the first time in their lives. I have a cool question. Others. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a big moment. Um, So would you call me the man of black or Jacob versus Donnie? Like who? Oh my god! Like a sinus right now, and I'm not talking like favorites, of course. I'm not talking favorites, but like if I was one of them, who would I be? Who do you think? Donnie's definitely man black. Don't even come at me, dog. She would kill everybody if she had a chance. <laughs> that is not even true. That's not. I'm not playing this game with you. <laughs> oh, Neither of on, you man. are. You're both binary, <sighs> extremely binary. That's lame. Sorry. Donnie's definitely the man of black. Stop. <laughs> She comes out of that room and yeah, I hear the. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, here she comes. 
And then you hear the whoomp, like the sound. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, you're losing me. Hurry now up. you made me get off track. Others. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. They found them. So the, the teenager boys, they have basically, the man in black has asked his mother, where did we come from? How did we get here? Like, he's the questioning one. Jacob just trusts that his yeah. mother is good and got it. Yes. knows and it's fine. Man in black, though, he's like, yeah, but why? Yeah, but how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, where'd this game come from? If there's nothing, like the mother has been telling them their whole lives, there's nothing other than the island. Mm. There's nothing else. Like, this is the universe. Dude, that's totally. This is it. Wait, 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 wait. Can I say something? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. a podcast. Okay, okay, Please okay. do I'm sorry. say something. You, you keep getting mad at me for talking off topic. But this is this is a so that idea, right? Like of framing your mind and like the reality of where you are, like mm-hmm. not like being being basically tunnel vision. Like this is my reality mm-hmm. when there's other things going on. Yeah. Allegory of the cave, on God. Oh, a hundred thousand percent. On God, that's allegory of the cave. A hundred thousand percent. Yes. Oh, the shadows. God. Yes. I literally am doing that in one of my pieces. Oh yeah. Doing that, but it I love that is. man. And for people who don't know what that is, uh, basically, Plato like wrote Plato, the philosopher. Obviously, he, not Plato that like play with. Not the not the dumb, <laughs> no. Plato. Plato, Greek dude. <laughs> he wrote when he wrote kind of his like theses or or books, I guess, kind of philosophies or whatever. Uh, he uh, he would write them in the style of like dialogues with a student of his, basically. And one of them was called The Allegory of the Cave. And basically the discussion went, well, okay, if you're in a cave your whole life, you're born in the cave, and all you've seen your whole life are shadows cast from the outside of the cave by a fire onto a cave wall. And all your whole life, you're just watching these cave, paint, these cave shadows on the wall, right? You believe that that's your reality, and then when you leave that cave... If you leave that cave and you go out into this world, it, that's not your reality, even though it's ours. It's our reality. Yes. So there's that conflict, conflict, conflict. Sorry, my voice is stuttering, but yeah, just explaining it in case. Yeah. Anyone so she tells them this because she believes innately that people are bad. bad. Yeah. And that she wants nothing to do with people, which is probably why she killed the mom of Claudia. Yeah. Um and she just figured I'm going to need a I'm going to need to hand down these island powers to someone. So now I've got two sons, so one of them I'm sure is going to be the one. Sure. You know? Um but they, you know, man in black finds out that his mother has been lying to him his entire life. Yep. It's all lies. Indeed. And he finds this out because eventually they find that they're, that the other people that got shipwrecked along with their mother on the other, they were, they've been on the other side of the island this whole time, um, basically setting up shop, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to... They're building that well. They're bu- they're, well, it has a lot to do with the island lore of, of why... The power of it. Why, the power of this island and what it revolves around. Yeah. Um, so basically what happens is there's a big family fight. And Man in Black tells Jacob, mother is a liar. Everything she's ever told us is a lie. These people are actually our people. She Mm -hmm. killed our real mother. Mm -hmm. And Jacob gets very angry, beats him up. 
Yep. <laughs> calls him a liar. Like there's a big old fight. Yep. Um, and man in black finally is like, he's, he's 13. And he's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to go live with yep. these people because you've been lying to me and I want off this damn Island. And I think they're going to be able to get me off at some point. Mm-hmm. So mother's very upset. Jacob's very upset. He goes and lives with them. Fast forward to the guys are adults now. They're still on the island, but they finally figured out, like, how to manipulate the island's power to get off the island. Yeah. Um, And so Man in Black is about to leave. Mm -hmm. They're literally about to leave. Mm -hmm. When (laughs) the mother shows up and... I thought she, I originally thought that she killed her son. Like, I thought she killed him, but she doesn't. Jacob? No, the man in black. Oh, She just oh. knocks him out, so yep. he can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all leave him there, basically. I don't like the mom. Well, okay. I don't like the mom. She gives this speech that eventually, like, earlier on, Jacob actually gave to someone else. And, because they're like, he's like, what? Why do you hate people so much? What is the problem? Mm. And she literally says, they come, they fight, they destroy, they corrupt. It always ends the same. Okay. This is who the man in black becomes. Like, he becomes her. Yeah, which is cool, because, like, he's her favorite. But then Jacob starts kind of saying the same thing. Like, I keep having to bring these people to this island because I keep bringing them, and they just keep screwing up, and they die, (laughs) and then I have to bring more people. It's like, is anybody ever going to find balance here, ever? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's annoying me at this point. It's been hundreds of years. Oh, yeah, he's definitely annoyed with this Probably thousands, yeah. (laughs) He's, like, so annoyed and fed, man. But we do find out in this episode that... um, the mother has made it so that the boys can never hurt each other. She is the guardian of the island, basically, during her lifetime. Yeah. And what that means is she has certain power. And there is a light, a literal light at the center of the island. <laughs> An actual golden, it's a light, dog. beautiful, warm light. Yes, yes. At the center of the island. They call it the heart of the island. Mm-hmm. And um, she explains to Jacob right before... She basically inducts him into being the new guardian mm-hmm. that a little bit of this light is inside of every man, but they always want more. And if men try to take the light, it will go out. And if the light goes out here, it goes out everywhere. Mm. So she had originally thought because Man in Black was her favorite mm-hmm. that he was going to end up being the guardian. That didn't work out so well. No. So that's why Jacob... <laughs> He's like by default he gets the job. She was going to give the job to Man in Black of the Master Jedi. Mhm. Mhm. Yoda's job mm-hmm. to the Man in Black. That's what that was like her call. Dang, bro. So imagine It's wild. If Yoda I don't know. Like imagine a Yoda that was much more I guess balanced. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, he goes through that whole thing, though, with the you know, that deleted season of Clone Wars. Like, he goes through that balance-searching thing. He does, but... I guess he doesn't, really, because he kills his his dark self, <laughs> I guess. He he totally kills his dark self, yeah, you're right. And then he ends up, like, going along with the friggin' Clone War and letting I Palpatine guess. rise, basically. But he doesn't know. He tries to figure it out, you know? 
Right, but he's blinded to what's going on because... He's jaded, yeah, he's jaded, yeah. He's not really following the light side yeah. like he ought to. Okay, fair. That's fair. Um, but I just find it very interesting that had things gone right, Man in Black would be in charge instead of Jacob. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I love that. The irony. But unfortunately... then he gets thrown in there. <laughs> unfortunately. Yep. It's a little, little problem because... Um, when Man in Black, after his mother knocks him out and he misses his boat ride off the island, Yikes. he gets very angry. Yeah. Like, really angry. Yep, um, angry. And he has a dark side, like, galore. He's bad. Yeah, he's bad. <laughs> so he gets so mad, he ends up uh, killing the mother. Yeah, honestly, I vaguely remember that scene. I feel like I should remember that scene more. So, again... Mortis. I mean, Mortis. <laughs> it's Here just we with go. opposite genders, man. It, exactly. It's the exact opposite. It's, well, I guess the son is the The son man, is the one, yeah. There's a mother, like, again, a mother and hey, a father. This son won't kill their mom. Well, okay. thanks. Thanks for the... <laughs> I guarantee Thanks for doing me that favor. You don't need to worry about it, bro. I got you. I'm glad to know. <laughs> um. Okay, so... We now know that there is a literal light at the heart of the island. The reason that Jacob is there is because he is basically the protector of the light. He's the daughter. He's got to make sure that this light is protected because if it goes out, just in it, or if the man in black gets off the island, um, the, I guess the whole, uh, yeah. like, the end of it. Yeah, the end of everything, or just. I mean, you can just assume help. that there will be. Ta- it will probably take time for the end of everything, but that will be. Like, he'll take over, basically. It's like it's like with Rava and what's her name. Oh yeah, Cora, totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, they also. This was that a little. Is, actually, that season is. I love that season. That season is extremely lost because like he's kept in the tree. Oh, I love that season. That's why when people are like, I don't like that season of Korra, I'm like, what? It's my favorite. That's wild, actually. I didn't even think about that. It's so weird. And how like and how that spirit literally like takes over both spirits like take over people Mm -hmm. and then like Jack and John Locke, bro, how have we not thought of this? Have you thought of this? Yes, of course. It's my favorite season of Korra. Yeah. That is so lost. Yes, it's very lost. Very Star Wars too. Yeah. Um Okay, so one thing I kind of skipped over a little bit. Oh. Uh, just to describe what the light at the center of the island is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jacob asks his mother what's down there. She tells him, like, never go down there. Yeah. You can't handle it. Like, uh-huh. don't go down there. Mm-hmm. It's It'll kill you, basically. Yeah. Or do something. She doesn't say kill. She just says it'll be worse than death, actually, if you go down there. Yeah. Um, and he's like, what's down there? And she literally says, life, death, rebirth, it's the source the heart of the island. Just everything. <laughs> Just everything, man. It was like Ryan Johnson's montage, basically. <laughs> Life. Oh, yeah. Death. Peace. Violence. Everything. He definitely was inspired by everything, Lost. Everything, everything, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To quote. You know, I guess we could just ask him on Twitter because you guys are like best friends. Oh, yeah, we're best like, friends. Now. whatever, dog. Um, oh, this was another little interesting tidbit I picked up on since recently seeing The Mandalorian. Um, you know, basically Jacob's like, what if I don't want this job? And she says, we really don't have a choice because you're the only one left. Mm. So being Jacob and being the good person and the dutiful person that he is, he's like, okay. Yeah. I guess this is my life now. 
Yeah. Um, but it made me think of in The Mandalorian when Ahsoka basically says, I wasn't given a choice. I'm going to give Grogu the choice oh. if he wants to. But that didn't happen. Either. Reach out or not. No, he did because he. He wasn't given the choice then. Jacob wasn't. Jacob wasn't given the choice, but then at the end of the show, oh, when true. Jacob is picking picking his he replacement, gives the he gives them, there's a group of them left, and he's like, take it if you want it. I'm going <laughs> to let you choose. Dang. Basically. Because I was never given the choice. Jacob's so, a king. He's kind of Ahsoka-esque in some ways. Oh, very. Yeah, totally. Also. Because he, like, learns from himself, you know what I mean? Like, he learns from his own experience. Well, and here's the thing. Like, he makes this big mistake here's his big mistake that he has to live with. He, um, once he finds out that the man in black killed their mother, their fake mom. Oh yeah. he not, did. <laughs> They get in another fight, like a physical fight. They know they can't kill each other, yeah, so but like, they're what? still beating the crap out of each other. He <laughs> throws them out. <laughs> he knocks them down. They're, they're right by the opening to the cave where the, you know, the cave where you're never supposed to go. Yes. Um, he knocks out man in black he gets swept up in the water and he goes and floats down to the core of the island. And you hear all this noise and this craziness happening. And all of a sudden the black smoke comes out of the cave mouth. So he basically... That part must have been so cool. When he created... The very thing. The very thing that he was trying to avoid, which yeah. was... The manifestation, like his brother, he loves his brother. It's so Obi-Wan Anakin. It's so freaking Obi-Wan Anakin. It's kind of sad. He cre he causes this to happen. And basically the, for the next thousand years is trying to make up for it and try to mm. find, to try to find somebody who will take over for him at some point. Mm -hmm. And the whole time his brother's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And Jacob's like, whatever, dude, don't matter. I'm going to find a replacement. And you're just going to have to, whatever, dude. what are you going to do? Kill everybody? Like, basically, that was, that was the thing. Right, right. Um, it's kind of sad. It's such a good story. Kind of a tragedy. But again, actually. it's so Obi-Wan Anakin, like, it's light side, it's Jedi Sith. It's like everything. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Wrapped up into this one little mythology. Yeah. It's uh, a really little one, but it's really cool. So the next episode's called what they died for and um because sadly a lot of people die in that episode right it's really sad this was the episode we it's actually like got to submarine. see at the lost live they showed us ahead of time this episode which one is this it's called what they died for no but what happens in it oh um well basically a bunch of people die and um this is the episode where we find out who's gonna take over Oh, okay. I think this is the episode where that happens, or something. Now I'm confused. I don't know. Um, but I have a bunch of quotes because I thought they were very poignant and very Star Wars-y. Okay. Um, I think this is when he's standing around. Jacob is standing around talking to Jack. Kate, Jack, Kate, Hurley. Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley. Yeah. They're basically the last of the candidates that are left mm -hmm. to choose from to take over for Jacob. And the, he literally just says what the smoke monster is finally to them because mm -hmm. they still don't know. And uh, he says, well, you call him the monster, mm -hmm. but I'm responsible for what happened to him. I made him that way. And ever since then, he's been trying to kill me. It was only a matter of time before he figured out how 
and when he did, someone would have to replace me. So, you know, they're just now finding this out. Yeah. (laughs) After six seasons, (laughs) they're like, oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but again, he taught, he's like, why are you like, they just start peppering him with questions. It's kind of funny. It's like a press conference. Uh, somebody asks him again, like, well, if you're bringing it, what are you bringing us all here for? If, why can't you just like pick? Right. Right. And, um, he says to them, well, you're all flawed. I chose you because you were like me. You were all alone. You were all looking for something that you couldn't find. I chose you because you need this place as much as it needed you. Mm. When you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back. Which is really nothing to do with the binary. I just love that. Oh, no, speech. dude. That's so good, man. That's like the um, the idea of like uh, symbiosis. Yeah. You know? Well, the whole, I mean, again, it's the whole thing is about the binaries and otherness. Mm-hmm. And when they first get to the island, how everybody's another. Right. Everybody. Yeah. And eventually they start to become a unit and then they meet another unit and then they're the others. Mm-hmm. And then they meet another unit and they're the others. Like everybody. They're, they're so basic. <laughs> everybody's fighting against, they're fighting against themselves He's saying, like, you're all so flawed. Mm-hmm. I chose you because you're like me. <laughs> Take us kind of goofy. <laughs> I just love But, yeah, it's good. It's really the good. The poetry of the show. Oh, yeah. The poetry of Star Wars just flow. It, it's they're, they're so in sync. And, oh, and another thing that is very, very cool is when one person inducts the next person. Yeah, to be the oh yeah of course t- to be the guardian of the island, mm-hmm. they have this little ceremony that's very Catholic communion esque. Yeah, yeah. Where they have to drink the water from like right outside the cave, basically mm-hmm. where the light is, and they say to the next person very ceremoniously because it happens I think three times during this last season. Now you're like me. Mm-hmm. You're not another anymore. We are the same. Mm. Oh, that's what you're getting from that. We are bond. We are the same now. We're no longer others. That's cool. We are bonded with this island. We are the force. We are. <laughs> we are. You know, basically. The force binds us together. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love. I just love all that stuff. Yeah, that line's great. That's why when people say they don't like season six, I'm like, what are you watching, man? Yeah, bro, you need to watch Star Wars. Dang. You haven't watched Star Wars it's if you so don't like good. that season now. Um, so I guess I'm not going to talk about who ends up being what happens, you know, like who like plot he wise. picks. Yeah, no, that's fine. We, can talk about later. we need to save some <laughs> for the other episodes. But you know? let's just talk about Desmond Hume. Maybe we'll end on him because the whole point of Star Wars, again, and the Force, and the whole point of. The island, in my opinion, is to find a balance. And there's this character named Desmond Hume, who you meet... Best character in Lost. The very first seconds of the second season of Lost. Yep. He's the one that's in the hatch. They spend... John Locke spends most of season one trying to open this weird hatch that's in in the ground. He doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what's in there, but he feels that the island is compelling him. It is his mission in life to open this hatch. He's destined to. 
Turns out he's right. Um, (laughs) No one believes him, and he even doubts himself for a long time that any of of the best scenes in the show is when he's like doubting himself when the light turns on and oh man that, the light that in the darkness turns yeah on. literally and his face like his it's face. just like it's like it gorgeous. hits him like a, yeah we uh, i could talk five hours about light and dark in the show and i know <laughs> i could well, we don't got that time we don't have that time we do not have so let's just time. cut to desmond yeah um desmond is the solution to the binary problem yeah dude. on the island he is the Bendu. He is the middle way. He is the balance of everything. And they call him many different things on the show. Yeah, they call the him They call him the constant, which has to do with a whole other thing like in the show. But they give him a lot of interesting little titles like that. They call him um, the failsafe at some point. Oh, yeah, they do. True. He is special. Very mm. special in that he has been exposed to the island, um, ra- I guess, like radiation, I guess. Yeah. Is a, a term they use? Do they yep. call it radiation? Yep. Or elect- electromagnetism. That's what they call it. Yeah. That's what they say is really at the core of the island's power, this electromagnetism. Yeah. He has been exposed to it and lived. Yes. It made him kind of a have a superpower basically (laughs) what happened and so now he can stand the time travel he is the only one on the earth that can go to the heart of the island and and live live. yeah so the man in black who is still trying to get off the island and has now decided that not only is he going to get off the island but he's going to destroy it yeah because Hate that island, bro. <laughs> Hate that island. Because now he's just dark side, dark side. He's yeah. just pure. He's feeling himself here. He's pure dark side. He cannot even see any other alternative other than to just destroy this place because it's. Which is kind of cool because. His enemy at this point. He, his mom is saying like all humans do is, is destroy, but like right. he's doing it. And yeah. He's, yeah. He's wild. become as Sithy as, as, as. He's like the Sith of Sith. <laughs> he's like he's, the, he's Sith, pals. He's pals. Sith would see him as bad. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the he's bad bad. He is Palps in that we never see Palps for one second acknowledge that he has any light left in him whatsoever. Yeah, it's over. I like Palps. Um, <laughs> Palps cool. It's over for him. No redemption. Man in Black is the same. At this point, he's just like kill everybody. Don't care. Just get me off this island. Yeah, yeah. It's become his only mission. Yep. So he knows that he needs Desmond because he has to send Desmond to the heart of the island so in we'll which sink. there is a actual literal cork, like the wine bottle. <laughs> I remember thinking, that's really funny. That's cool, though. <laughs> like, honestly, you're... It has, like, hier- hieroglyphics on it. You're going to give us an actual... <laughs> freaking cork like you weren't even it wasn't even a metaphor like jacob's acting like that's a metaphor his bottle of wine with the cork no no no, no. this is actual cork. <laughs> he ain't playing so desmond's the only one that can do this um without getting basically destroyed man in black can't do it because he's not really corporeal yeah um and if and and he can't kill the new Jacob now because he's killed. He's found a loophole. Finally, he found someone to actually kill Jacob. 
But Jacob is still floating around on the island, like non-corporeally, who has inducted a new person to take over for <laughs> him. wild. Very <laughs> complicated. <laughs> but, um, again, no one can go and uncork the island except for Desmond. But it's cool how they both, like, for a second... Weird second... I've always thought this is one of the coolest parts of the last moments of this show. Like, right before... Like, the duel. Mm-hmm. The duel. Right before that, they are, like, teaming up. Because they both have... But they both have a reason for wanting Desmond to go and uncork the But I'm saying, like, what you're saying is, like, Desmond is, like, he is the actual... Like, th- like they are using the 50-50 ground. Like, we are yeah. going to do this, and then we out. Like, this is it. As binary as we can get. Yeah. But for a moment, they, they are up. uniting with Desmond to be, like... To uncork the island, yeah. Cool, bro. I don't know. Like, that part's weird. It is Every a little weird. It, it's weird. Well, it's like for like you're saying for a moment, they're all on the same team. Yep, I like I mean, that. It's cool. They're for they're doing it for different reasons, obviously. But it's um, like when Ben, it's like when Ben Solo and Ray fight together in that one scene, yep, in episode eight. Like it totally it's that is. feeling of like, like what am I watching? Dude? Yeah, like, it, this isn't right, you know. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> but then and then there's also I pointed it out because we were just watching this upstairs. It's really cool because in season two, um, season two, yeah, in season two, John Locke lowers Kate in, and there's like a lowering. There's always like someone lowering the other person in into know, the hatch. Into yeah, the hatch. Yeah. Describe what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I I thought I did, but in this scene, John Locke, who was involved with the hatch, he was the dude who was like, "We gotta go in there." I gotta open this. And then Jack was the one who was like, we do not know. Like, we don't. You know? Um, and Desmond was the one living in the hatch and no one knew it. Yeah, so, like, they're all tied to that hatch. And just because it's, like, in the beginning of the show, it's really cool to see, like, they're lowering Desmond into this together. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's a weird scene, but it's, like, very well done. It's It's definitely a callback. It's a major callback and a flip of what actually was going on in at the end of season one beginning of season two yep that was cool also i have a catch um so there's that one shot when they're lowering desmond into the into the well or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it shows john Locke for a second he's behind jack Mm -hmm. and he's like smiling a little bit Mm -hmm. and you look the camera pans down and you see his hands and they're bloody okay what's up with that how can they be bloody oh i don't know that's a glitch I think they didn't think about that. Hmm, maybe not. But I think they did that because there's the one shot in season two and John Locke's hands are bloodied from Yeah, but if the he's rope. not human, then he shouldn't be bloody, yeah. I yeah, know. I think that's a hole. <laughs> um, so but, anyway, back to sorry. Desmond. He's basically the key to everything uh, through the entire show. Oh, yeah, He's dude. the secret weapon. Mm-hmm. He's the one everybody is like, whoa. He's what? the Trump card, kind of. He is the major Trump card. But because of that, in season six, when we are getting these, everybody called them at the time, flash sideways. Because mm-hmm. during Lost, it became a thing. Flashbacks were a major tool of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in a certain at a certain point, they actually time travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... 
so then the flashes are flash forwards. So then in season six, you actually really have no idea what's going on. There are just, <laughs> there's this story off the island going on and you're just like, what is happening? Because yeah. things are weird. Like you don't understand what's happening. So everybody just started calling them flash sideways. Like Julia and Jack are divorced. Like all, all kinds of weird stuff's going on. <laughs> it's like, it's like. <laughs> but on in those flash sideways, Desmond is there. He knows what's up. But he <laughs> clearly understands exactly what's going on mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. He's literally the one moving people into places so that they run into each other, so that they meet, so he's that certain he so that certain <laughs> things he's literally the guy moving the pieces around on the chessboard. Yeah. Making it happen. Yeah. And it's a goat. Again, it's like He's the he's the middle way. He's the one. Yeah. That, yes, he's the one. He's the only one that is that has found that balance. Mm-hmm. And it's basically yes, he d- he didn't get the job of of protecting the island, but well, he, he had didn't need it. He had like a more important job. Yeah, honestly, dude. Because he's the balance mm-hmm. of the light and the dark, and he's making sure that everything lines up the way it should. That everybody has the realization of what they're actually there for. Right. And again, in like practical, practically speaking, he becomes the only one that can withstand this island's power mm-hmm. long enough to, quote unquote, uncork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I keep saying it. It sounds stupid, but. It literally is, dude. Go watch it. it. Is Go watch cork. it if you don't believe <laughs> He's the one that makes them in the flash sideways actually recognize their past and what happened, why they are in this flash sideways, what has happened to them in the past, what they need to, what they've been trying to work through their entire lives, basically. Right. Um, which is to deal with their shit. Basically, the whole to move on. The whole island is like. A metaphor for them getting through their things, <laughs> getting through their baggage. And if one more person says they were dead the whole time, uh, I'm going to throw fists. But they were, though. <laughs> they were not. They died in the plane crash. Stop. They did not. <laughs> Why? Why does it upset you? Because it, it's not true. What if it is? Well, who cares if it is or it's not? It's not true. It's legitimately not true. It is not. Don't get. I'm not going to talk about this right now. Okay. I can't even. I get so mad. All right. Um. But yeah, he's the one that gets them to self-realization and enlightenment, which is the whole point of well, Jacob wants them to Buddhism. Do. That's what Jacob wants them to do. It's what Star Wars is based on. It's what the whole story of Lost is based on. How are you going to tell me it that comes Desmond down isn't your favorite character, dog? To Desmond, I think his middle name. What's his middle name? Oh my gosh, how are you going to know this? I can't remember. <sighs> it doesn't matter. I can't remember. But, um, you know, and again, obviously his last name is Hume. He's named after a philosopher, this character. Yep. The, that philosopher who, like, touted, um, you can't really believe in causality because your experience of the world is your experience of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just because something is... How do you know this? Just because you see <laughs> something happen in front of you 
doesn't mean you can predict the future for something else that happens. Right. They're all independent events and like... Everybody's an independent island and you can't assume anything. But he... But like Desmond is kind of the opposite of that. It was kind of like a... You expect him to be that way, but he's not. He's the opposite. So how does this relate to Star Wars? This relates to Star Wars because Desmond Hume is basically the only character on the show that attains balance. Oh. He is the balance. He's Mm -hmm. the personification of balance, in fact. And they show you that in season six as he's literally going around to all of the characters we know and love Mm -hmm. and turning them on and and like enlightening that he flips a switch he's just touching them on the third eye <laughs> yes he totally touches them on the third yeah. eye and he's like remember basically and like touches them and they're like oh my god and they have all these room <laughs> they have all these memories come flooding back and it's like that's why i am where i am right now i'm supposed to be this is me working through my crap that right. I have to embrace my dark side. I have to learn from my shadow. I have to, and again, like, let go. Like, he keeps telling Mm. every, that's a big theme of season six. Let go, move on. Let go, move on. It's, Mm -hmm. it's enlightenment. It's Buddhism. It's the middle way. It's Star Wars. Also based on the same stuff. Right. Dang. Case closed. Lost okay. to Star Wars. Lost the to end. Star Wars. Boom. Series <laughs> over. Yeah, that's good. That's interesting, actually. Desmond is my daughter's favorite character. Desmond is my favorite character. Oh, really? Yes. I've been saying this all episode. <laughs> he is the best character in that show. I didn't realize you. it was like your number one. Uh, bro. He's your number one? Yes. Wow. He's the best, and you're sleeping on him. Because oh, I'm never You think John Locke is the best. I do. He is not. <laughs> John Locke is my favorite, honestly, 85% because of Terry O'Quinn. Okay, fair. If that character was played by anyone else. Nah. It's good. He wouldn't be my favorite. Yes, that's true. Terry O'Quinn is He's just... He's definitely second best. God bless him. He's second best. He's second favorite. amazing actor. Yeah, he is. Deserve to win multiple Emmys. I think he won one. He should have won more than one. Saeed is my third favorite. Saeed, another guy that we haven't even talked about, um, literally he goes gives up it. his light side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. wakes up, is resurrected from the dead, guys. But he's kind of cool. Cause... As a dark, and then he's like changed forever. No, but then he changes back at the last moment. He doesn't really change back, but he does sacrifice himself for... He, he's a he's going to be... He's probably going to feature big in our redemption talk. Yeah, dude. that His character... I don't like how his character is handled, but that I, is I didn't another either. conversation for I didn't either. Yeah. Um, but he did he did take one for the team in the end. Um, okay. So that's our first part. That's our pilot. <laughs> that's our pilot episode. Um, the Binary. What did the I, Binary. What did I put at the top of this? Oh, I guess I didn't put anything. Oops. Um, oh, no. I thought I did. I thought I had a, well, the Google Doc had a title. I guess it didn't oh. turn out. Um, but it was like, probably the name of this episode is going to be... It should just be one is Star white, Wars, one is dark, one is, the, one is... Lost the Binary or something like that. It's clunky. 
I'll, I'll workshop it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so. Um, what is ne- the next one? Next time? I don't know yet. I'll have to think on it. Redemption's right. a pretty big one. We could cover that, I guess. Right. Or we could just go full on fun and just have our. I'm going to throw a character at you and you make an argument as to who you think they're most like. Why can't we just do that kind of interlaced with other topics, though? Would you rather do it all at once? I kind of would rather just have a fun episode where we do stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> um, That's anyway. fun, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. We'll see what I feel like looking at. Okay. Working out. Are you going to be able to record next weekend, though? <sighs> Is this going to be an every Friday? Or are we going to well, do every actually, two weeks no, or what? Well, I'm not going to be home next weekend. Because next weekend is the filming weekend, and I'm going to be busy oh. all day for three So we years. might be on a two-week It might be on the weekday. It could be, because, I, because I'm going to... Um, it's good when there's a TV show on, and it's every week, and we absolutely have to do it. <laughs> and then we have a schedule. Yeah. This is not going to be... We're still going to be on a willing to schedule, I forget. I mean, no, I, I just... I would like to be on a strict schedule weekly but i don't know if next weekend next weekend is kind of an anomaly i'm gonna be like busy okay. I, I, I just can't all right well but, it'll, it'll be maybe two weeks then yeah oh and somebody's about to turn 21 everybody yeah let's go you have very few days left before you were 21 yeah i'm excited oh yeah and i should also say just like i don't know if anyone cares about what i'm doing probably not but like i'm working on my first music or film of uh, score yeah scoring for a short film. That's so, not true. He scored some other things. But a film? I guess live action. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Another like a live action film. Uh, yeah, so I'll be doing the music for it. We're, we're shooting it next weekend. We're going to have a three-day shooting period. It's only going to be like a 12-minute short film. Uh, I'm also actually editing it and doing the sound editing. I'm doing like several things, which is cool. Um, cool. And I'm also working on some other short films, so I'm going to have like stuff to announce. It's cool. And I'm just watching BTS a lot. That's all about it. <laughs> yeah. So. <I'm... sighs> <laughs> Why can't you do some of the work for me, bro? Actually, you know what, man? You would probably be fine at editing. So if you want to take some of that oh, for me. Oh, please. I'm not editing You anything. have the eye for it. I feel nope. Like. No good. You've watched so much TV. That's you just don't true. know. You need to have confidence. Uh, that's okay. Um, if you would like to reach out, we are on Twitter, at UnknownRagePod. I have a personal Twitter handle, at FreyAdjacent. Our email is unknownregionspod at gmail.com. And uh, are you still on Instagram? Yeah. Colin's on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we're both on Facebook. And oh my God, I totally forgot to say this. I can't believe I forgot. Oh. Oh, Ugh, I'm so stupid. Zine, bro. Kara DJ Ooh. and her wonderful zine, mm-hmm. Star Wars zine, has invited us graciously overly graciously actually Indeed. because we are amidst amongst greatness and i'm a little intimidated by oh that about who else is going to be in this um, oh zine issue ones, right? um her, her march issue is going to feature a bunch of podcasts that's what the whole issue is going to be about and we were invited to participate Thank you so much, Kara. DJ, you are amazing. Yes. Your zine is amazing. Your artwork They're really cool. is amazing. The collage thing. She does she's a collage artist. Yeah, it's I, I something just, I've never seen before. She is on Instagram. That's usually where I see her um posting about her art. Um, and then she is also on the Blast Points Facebook group. 
and she puts a lot of her artwork and and advertises for her zine there um just subscribe like i i don't even know what else to say <laughs> subscribe yes every Indeed. issue is a work of art really literally cool fellow artist to another artist and, oh my gosh heck yeah dude we've i have commissioned one of my favorite pieces of star wars art that i own and i Which own one? many that triptych of is it the side face the bendu oh yeah dude. it's a it's a triptych collage yeah. set so the bendu is in the middle and then she i did um i asked her to do a krikna right a smaller krikna to go on one side and then a smaller morai to go on the other side it's really good yeah i've seen it so basically Solid. it's you it's, in a painting <laughs> it's basically desmond hume in the middle <laughs> And Man in Black on one side. Who's and the Krikna? Man in Black's the Krikna. Oh. And <laughs> okay. Jacob is... Of course, I'm sorry. More. I'm sorry I didn't know Man in Black was the Krikna, dude. <laughs> Relax. And since Desmond is the middle way, he's... he's yeah, that makes bend, sense. He's the bender. That's cool. Um, but yeah, thank you. Oh, but oh, the zine is called Into a Larger World. Oh. I don't even think I mentioned that. I'm, I'm the worst person ever. I'm doing, so sorry, You should have wrote that down. <laughs> this should have been at the top of the freaking yeah, show. That's our bad. Honestly, I might put this, <sighs> edit it to be in the front. But Or I'll re-record and then we can put it in the front. No, it's okay. This should be fine. Ugh, I feel no terrible. Worries. No worries, dude. Damn it. We said it. It's all good. <sighs> I might fix it. Okay. Um, anything else? Uh, no. I'm good. Hey, Colin. Yo. See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.